This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, we watched The Witch. You know those videos you see on YouTube about goats being dicks? Apparently that was going on in the early 1600s as well. I'm amazing. You're amazing. Yeah, I just came up with that like right off the cuff. I'm brilliant. I should have my own Tonight Show. I like. I should. I should be on television for the Tonight Show. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I'll right. bet my name wouldn't come up on an Epstein fly list. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got to pay attention to the news. This is a highly topical show. You have to pay attention to the news. I have so many other things to do. Yeah, we all do. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Honey, You Should Watch This. If this is your first time listening, um, basically the premise of our show is that uh, we are two spouses and we are married to each other, actually. Hmm? Hmm? Just to be clear. What? Hmm? <laughs> anyway, um, as husband and wife, we do like to, we do enjoy movies. However, sometimes we have tastes that are a tad bit divergent from the other, so we um, explore each other's tastes in movies to see if we can appreciate uh, what they like about certain films, and we come on here and talk about them. I mean, you say that, but re- in reality, the only reason we do this is so the fucking cats can be on the internet. Yeah, well, the cats can be on the internet without yeah. being on the podcast, yeah. but they are from my familiars, I yeah. guess, for this week's movie. Well, well, well done. <laughs> I never wanted a cat as a familiar because they're just a pain in the ass. They don't do anything for you. I need a dog or like a, a dragon, <laughs> something, something good. I didn't need, I needed a familiar to do stuff for me. I don't need to do stuff for the familiar 24 <laughs> seven. It's a big difference there. Yeah. But you know, when movies and TVs, cats as familiars for the most part actually do do things. But I, I think that our cats probably wouldn't just because they're just not right. Are you buddy? Not quite right. They're not even left. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's just roll right into it. Why did you have me watch this movie? I had you watch... To torture you! (laughs) Wow, that was really mean of you to say that. I can't believe... Just straight that. up on the internet you talking liar. about how people you want to torture them and face. stuff. No, <laughs> God, I was actually prepared for this question. Now you threw me off. Oh uh, well, you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I have been enjoying a lot of um, the more modern horror or tours, obviously, because I had you watch Hereditary. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> And of of the more modern horror uh, movies, this is one of my favorites. Uh, All right, and there's I think there's a lot of similarities between this and some of my other favorite horror movies. Um, and technically, this is um, just a beautifully haunting film. Okay, um, it's the way things are done when you when you really get into which I'm sure we'll talk about it. Some of the production choices that were made by Eggers on this film 
um, you don't necessarily see it or can recognize it, but you definitely can feel it. There's a, there's a king of atmosphere, I would say, Eggers would be. Okay. Is that my old English, or is that just me with really poor grammar? I, it doesn't matter. You're not getting you're not getting the grade for this. We might get a rating. I am. Um, <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, so, um, what did you think this film was going to be like when we started? And or what did I expect? Yeah, well, I expected expect? a movie about a witch. Okay. Um, I expected there to be a witch in the movie. And I expected a witch. <laughs> that that's not a very well thought out it's, answer. It, well, I mean, it's it 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 kind of is what I expected. To be completely honest with you, okay. there was a couple things that I didn't expect or see. But I mean, what it, surprised it you about it? The two kids, the little ones, Mercy and Jonas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Them actually like being the conduit for. You know, Satan. Evil. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're vulnerable, innocent. Fair enough. I mean. Probably the most more inclined to to uh, accept a talking goat. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> that just shows you what a dick the goat is. I mean, he can't, he can't, he can't even pick on somebody his own size. He's got to pick on little kids. He's smart. It's a smart goat. There's no denying that. <laughs> All right, uh, before we go any further, do you want me to go over the plot? Yes, please. All right. Um, I am going to go heavy on the spoilers. I've really been looking forward to discussing this film, so I figured we'd go heavy on the spoilers so we could talk about the different okay. plot points. Um, and I'm saying that more for people who are listening, because if you haven't seen it, I urge you to go see it. We It's been on Netflix, I think, for about a year, so I don't know when they're planning on taking it off, so... Yeah, take advantage. Okay, so 2015's The Witch is Robert Eggers' feature-length directorial debut. It is set in 1630s New England, where settler William and his family, his wife Catherine, daughter Thomason, son Caleb, and fraternal twins, Mercy and Jonas, are banished from a Puritan Plymouth colony over over, over a religious dispute. The family builds a farm near a large, secluded forest, and Catherine be- bears another child, Samuel. One day, when Thomas is playing peekaboo with Samuel, the baby abruptly disappears and is soon revealed. Well, it's soon revealed to the audience, not the family. The family thinks it was a wolf. Uh, that a witch has stolen Samuel and uh, uses the baby in her rituals, which is a very upsetting scene. Um, Catherine is devastated by Samuel's disappearance and spends her days crying and praying. Um, however, uh, there are signs that before this even happened, things on the farm weren't quite right. Uh, William's crop is failing. Uh, the twins spend their day teasing and singing songs and talking to a goat named Black Philip. Caleb is distracted by Thompson's budding womanhood. Um, and to top it all off, William isn't too good at hunting either. Um, while setting traps with William, uh, Caleb questions uh, William about uh, Samuel's death, um, saying he was unbaptized and questioning whether or not his soul will reach heaven. Uh, William cannot answer that question for Caleb, um, trying to maybe let him down easy, because I think Puritans would quickly say, well, unbaptized probably went to hell. Yep. Right? <laughs> um, 
William also confides in Caleb uh, that he, to get the traps that they are setting for hunting, uh, that he traded Catherine's silver cup uh, for some hunting supplies. So William and Caleb return to the farm, and Catherine is upset um, about Caleb being missing, and she questions where they've been, um, overly concerned about Caleb's well-being. Caleb lies and tells them that they were looking for apples to cheer her up. Um, as Caleb and Thomas induce chores by the river, two are, the two are startled by Mercy pretending to be the witch of the wood. Thomason tries to make her return to the house, but Mercy taunts her and tells her that Black Philip says she can do whatever she wants, and then she accuses Thomason of handing the baby over to the witch. A frustrated Thomason tries to scare Mercy by telling her that she is the witch of the woods and threatens her um, with harm if she does not behave. That night, Catherine questions Thomason about the missing cup and suspects her to be responsible for Samuel's abduction. William stands up to Catherine uh, on Thomas's behalf and sends the kids to bed. Uh, later that night, uh, the children overhear the parents discussing potentially sending Thompson away to serve another family as the crops have failed and there's nothing to trade for the winter. Early the next morning, Thomason finds Caleb pretending, uh, preparing to check the traps in the forest, um, presumably to show the parents that they will be able to make it through the winter so they don't have to send Thomason away. Thomason makes Caleb take her with her um, and threatens to wake the parents if she, he does not. So in the woods, they are having a conversation about life before they came to New England. And as they are reminiscing about how happy the family used to be, in the woods they spot a hare, which sends the horse into a panic. Their dog Fowler chases it, and Caleb pursues them. But the horse throws Thomas in and knocks her unconscious and runs away. Caleb becomes lost in the woods, and he stumbles upon Fowler's disemboweled body. Then he finds a hovel where a beautiful young woman seduces him, but the woman's arm shows itself to be old and decrepit, and so Caleb is then taken in by the witch. William finds, William finds Thomason and takes her home, and Catherine angrily chastises Thomason for taking Caleb into the woods. To ease up on Catherine's anger toward Thomason, William reluctantly admits that it was he who sold Catherine's cup. And that night, Tom, as she's doing chores, Thomason discovers Caleb outside the home in the rain, naked, delirious, and mysteriously ill. The next day, the twins accuse Thomason of witchcraft, and Thomason attempts to milk the nanny goat to produce which then only produces blood when caleb awakens he expels a bloody apple from his mouth and catherine urges the family to pray but the twins claim to forget their prayers and become unresponsive caleb passionately proclaims his love for christ before he dies william now believing that thomason is a witch tells her that she will be put on trial when the family returns to town thomason points out that William is a hypocrite and accuses him and the t uh, accuses the twins in retaliation over the witchcraft mm -hmm. witchcraft claims. Ooh. Let me go back. All right. So later that night, um, William locks both Thomason and the twins because he's found out that the twins were lying about being in their possessed state. Um, in with the goats 
and that night, Thomason overhears William break down and confess to God that he has been prideful and made his family leave the old village out of stubbornness rather than sincere religious devotion. Later that night, the children awaken in the goat house to see an old woman drinking milk from an, the nanny goat. And Catherine awakes to a vision of Caleb holding Samuel. Caleb offers Samuel to Catherine and asks if she will look at a book for him. She chooses to breastfeed the baby, um, but is actually being pecked at by a crow. Wim awakes the next day and finds the stable destroyed, the goats eviscerated, and the twins missing and an unconscious Thomason lying nearby. As Thomason awakens, Black Philip gores and kills William before her eyes, and an unhitched Catherine now blaming Thomason and accusing her of witchcraft and trying to seduce William and Caleb. Thomason is attacked by her mother, and she must kill her in self-defense. Later that night, when she's alone, Thomason hears chiming in the stable, where she urges Black Philip to speak to her as they have spoken to as he has spoken to the twins before. The goat responds and asks Thomason if she would like to live deliciously and materializes into a tall, handsome, black-clad man, and he orders Thomason to remove her clothes and sign her name in a book that appears before her. Thomason follows Black Philip into the forest where she can join a coven of witches holding a witch's Sabbath around a bonfire. The coven begins to levitate and a laughing Thomason joins them ascending above the trees. That was long. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. So the cast, we have Anya Taylor-Joy, who we have also um, talked about earlier when we talked about Split because she was in that movie. Okay. Um, she plays Thomason. Ralph Innocent is William. Kate Dickey. Um, many of you may know from Game of Thrones as Catherine. Um, Harvey Scrimshaw as Caleb. Ellie Granger as Mercy. Lucas Dawson as Jonas. And Charlie the Goat as Black Phillip. Yes. Charlie... The Black Goat. That was his full name. No. <laughs> Just Charlie. Oh, okay. Charlie was not a Charlie was not happy about being he was probably the most difficult animal they had to work with. That's what they said, yeah. Well, uh, he's a goat. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> said the rabbit was great. One take. Um <laughs> Well he worked hard on memorizing his lines. <laughs> so Overall, what did you think of this film? I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. That's all you're going to say. Pretty good. I mean, it's not my speed. It's not what I watch to enjoy myself. Um, I, 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 I thought it was fairly predictable. Um, there wasn't, to me, there wasn't a lot to it. There was, I mean, there was, and let me say that differently. Uh, there was, I mean, there was good setup, and you know, the the acting was good, the dialogue was good, the, the, it was authentic. I mean, it looked real and everything. It was just like, okay, well, we know there's a witch, and we know that she's coming after the family essentially, and we know that she's probably going to be coming after Thomason, and we, she got Thomason, and everybody died, and. It just, I mean, it kind of, there wasn't a, there, it wasn't a lot of, I, I didn't expect that or, you know, I mean, there were no jump scares, which I was cool with because I think jump scares are stupid, but uh, it just, 
it was it was almost more of a drama to me than it was a horror movie. Yeah, I think there was it was a lot more of a fail. In fact, the actors when they were working on film always kind of felt that it was more in the and and the editor when she was editing the film, they all kind of felt like this is a drama. And they treated it as such. When they finally saw the final final product, they were like, "Oh, this is more of a horror film." <laughs> and so they um and I think it's a smart choice because if you're really thinking about the witch being the scare factor here or the sense of tension, then it would have been a weaker film for it. Okay. Most likely. I don't think there was a lot that they could have done. And they were, they, I mean, they were talking about the, just the, the basic, not corruption, uh, just the family falling apart that just yeah. that, that, and I, I get it. And it was very well done. Mm-hmm. It, it was very well done, but I, it just, it doesn't, it, it, it's not, not, it didn't knock my socks off. Like, like, like some people like, Oh my God, this is an amazing movie. Okay. It's a great movie. Moving on. That's kind of, that's kind of how I felt about it. I didn't dislike it. Uh, I, I, I don't hate it. It just didn't, Nothing wowed me about the movie. Okay. I thought everything I thought everything in it was very well done, but it's not like, oh my God. That scene where the rabbit turned his head thirty two degrees clock no, just <laughs> That rabbit. The first time I watched that film, I was well, you were out. Well, this is one that the cats freaked you out with. Like well, they always freak me out. Yeah. But um yeah, you were out. It was later that night. The room was dark as as you do when you're watching a scary movie like that. And the cats were just kind of, but that rabbit, for some reason, that first time I saw it just freaked me out. Just the look on it, the, it you know, you've got this brown rabbit, these bright yellow, red leather, yellow leather, okay, yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just, I don't know, freaked me. It freaked me out. The second time around, not so much, but the first time, I'll I'll blame it on the, the the circumstances I guess, but it was kind of creepy. I still think it's creepy, but didn't freak me out as much as it did before. Okay, the only the only scene in the movie that creeped me out was the opening scene with the baby and the witch, just because that's yeah, the, and I and I really yeah, and even though that's not what you want to see, mm-hmm. uh, it was done well. It set a good tone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you there was no question that the witch was was a real threat. Yeah. I mean, they were boobs, yeah. you know, so, I mean. Yeah, they were older boobs. Po- boobs are boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but, the you know, you've got the close-up on the baby and you're seeing that the witch kind of in the background. You never really see her full on too much in this or uh, that much at all. Um, but then you see her, you know, with the knife in her hand and you're like, ah, shit. Well, there's a, there was a couple things that I didn't understand about the movie until I started doing the research afterwards because, like I said before, if, I, if we're watching the movie and I've seen it, if it's a movie I've picked that I've seen, I'll do the research because I know it's coming. But I don't, I don't like for, to, for a movie to be spoiled. You're the exact opposite. You want to know everything that happens in the movie before you watch it. Sometimes. Yeah, Not most, always. Mo- most of the time. Like 90, 92.46%. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you well enough that when I ask you if, if you're going to watch a movie that I picked again, you're going to say no. Um, 
I didn't I didn't understand what that ritual is about, but that ritual is supposed to be about the Flying. thing that makes witches fly is yep. the something to do with the fat of an unbaptized the uh, blood and fat of an yeah, unbaptized baby of an unbaptized baby yeah so that's why she and they would write and they would write it all you know put it all over their body okay so that that kind of gave me a little bit of um okay I understand why that scene was there now I, I get that right. uh, there was a couple other scenes that I didn't grasp or or it just didn't sit with me or register until doing this stuff we'll we'll get into them but I, I, I was I'll be honest with you watching that scene I'm thinking my opening statement on the podcast was going to be, why do you continually pick movies that you know I'm not going to fucking like? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, I, it, it makes it makes a lot more sense. And, look, I'm not into... I, I don't study witchcraft. I don't know that much about it. You know what I mean? It's not something that I, I want to dig into. I don't, I don't like the occult stuff like that so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit around and read books on gee why was that witch doing that so to learn that it makes the movie it, it gives me more respect for eggers just because of the depths that he went into to learn about the stuff for this right so i, I give him some credit there but now you said after you we watched it what no i know it's coming go ahead oh okay yeah, well after we watched it you said you could look at this movie two two ways so it's because there's, there's a couple like points of view that you could look at it from you could look at it like in my opinion the obviously the one that they want you the one that they want you to to look at is the fact that even though satan tore her world apart mm -hmm. he promised her just a couple things that she'd never had and she's like yeah okay i'm in <laughs> seriously i mean that's that's what happened basically well, i mean y yes and no but because because the other thing is too is i mean she's it's the 17th century Early 17th century, women didn't have a whole lot of choices back then. They were out in the wilderness, no horse. So what does she do? Does she go back to the plantation to see if they're going to let her in? Because at this point, she's committed matricide. She's, she's, they're going to, they're going to think she's a witch. Right, right, but that's what and, I, that's what I just said. He, right. he he insinuated himself into the family. Everything fell apart, and at mm -hmm. the end, he's like, "Hey, I can give you some stuff. Are you in?" And she's like, "Yeah, okay, I'm good." Yeah, but that's because she had nothing else to do. You know, what else was she gonna do? Well, I don't know. Be a fucking witch, I guess. I that's right. The, that's the whole point. <laughs> right. Well, she she, she could have said no. Yeah, and then okay. what did she do? She'd either die. Well. Or I mean, die. <laughs> but she could have said no. She had the whole fucking farm. She knows how to farm. She knows how to run the place. Yeah, but all the animals are dead. Well, yeah, because there's no animals in the woods. Well, there's witches in the woods. No, there's there's Black Phillip in the woods. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there are actually several. And then what was the other one? The other one was the fact that uh, Black Phillip just put himself into the family and just let the dominoes fall as they may and said, hey, anybody who wants to come along and survives, come on in. Mm -hmm. Well, you can, you, the f what I didn't recognize the first time I saw this movie and picked it up the second time around is Thomason wasn't the only one he was after. He was after Catherine, too. He got Catherine. He got Catherine. She signed the book. How do you know she signed the book? Because the whole symmetry of her breastfeeding the raven one of the things that happens in witchcraft is that witches were suspected of having a third nipple that they fed their familiars from and that was what the scene about her breastfeeding the raven was about that the raven oh, had become her familiar and she had signed the book okay. he he the witch took 
the witch took um, Edward. What was he? Caleb. Young, Caleb took Caleb and the young baby, and then came back to her and said, "Hey, you want to see him whenever you want." She's like, "Yeah," and he goes, "All you got to do is sign the book." Next thing you see, the two kids are sitting in front of her. Mm-hmm. She's the fucking ravens pecking at her boob, and when she wakes up the next morning, there's blood. Yeah, st- blood stain. He had her. Okay. In fact, that might have been the one that he was going after to begin with. Well, and then yeah. had to settle for Thomas, and we you don't know that, but but to be fair, I did not catch the fact that what I just explained with Catherine, I didn't catch that until I did the research. Mm-hmm. I it, it didn't it didn't dawn on me. I thought she was just having a dream. Yeah, I I thought that as well, but then Catherine. I picked up the thing where where Caleb said, you know, I have a book, I want you to read it, right? And so I was like, oh, okay, but in my mind, it was she was so intent on feeding the baby that she never got a never got around to it so to speak um so that's that's what i thought i was like was trying to like get the the, th- the things that would be useful and get rid of the things that weren't and the only thing that caleb was really useful for was sowing more seeds of divi- der- you know derision to break that family apart all right I, I think I think she leveraged she he Black Philip, I think he leveraged the two boys against the mom, mm-hmm. knowing that he was going to have to get rid of the father at some point. Right. And whoever he got, whether it was uh uh Mercy, was it why why do I have such a Mercy's the Mercy's the youngest. Mercy's the little girl. Right. So whether he got Mercy or Thomason or Catherine or all three, he was gonna be fine with it because you know, a witch is a witch is a witch mm-hmm. at that point. So, there are also other ways to look at this film. Um, some people look at this and say, you know, that that the family all kind of reflect um, those that we consider the seven deadly sins. Like William is is pride, obviously. Oh yeah, his pride got him, got them all in the situation. That was, I mean, it's all William's fault, all of it. Yeah. Well, um, I mean. You came, I mean, to a point, but you can, you, you have to, I think that you have to put into your head that this is a situation where they left, they left England. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the misnomers about the people that left England was about religious oppression. There wasn't as much religious oppression in England as made out to be, but they did come here to be able to have a freer, more whatnot environment. And then they show up, and they were dealing with the same thing. And I, I think that that, after thinking about it, it's the reason that they didn't go into what the trial at the beginning was about. He couldn't have done anything too bad because they didn't hesitate to kill people back then. Mm-hmm. They's like, look, you can you can do this, or you can leave. It wasn't like a you're being ostracized because you know you raped somebody or you killed kids or whatever. Yeah. They were like, you 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 got to fit in. So. Maybe he was trying to stand up for what he believed in, for the reason that they came. Maybe he I, was being extremely prideful about how, you know, you guys are wrong. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they left that a, very open-ended. There was some kind of... Um, he did not agree with the way that they were interpreting scripture or teaching, so he was doing his own preaching it's that's what it sounded like that was slightly different you know maybe he thought that 
he wanted to, it to be more fundamental, maybe fundamentalist. Yeah, um, maybe he was clinging he to the ways of England, and the new people weren't. I, you know, you know, don't you don't know. Right. And I think that that the movie was only an hour and thirty six minutes long, and it could have been a little bit longer. I understand that you had a strained budget, but you could have put ten or fifteen to five minutes, ten minutes of. This is the setup, you know, uh, just a little bit more because even though you're, you're you're right, I think that that's the what they wanted. They wanted you to think that this is about William being prideful and 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 subjugating his family to having to live in the woods. Right. I get it, but on the other hand, they had to have a reason to get them in the woods. So maybe he didn't want you to not like William. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. It, like you had to you had well, to kind of be like, well, this is the father. You got you're pulling for him. If you'd known he was a douche. I also think that you probably wanted to be on his side as he's going into to find a, a new place to live, like that you were kind of okay, well he's he's just trying to have his own religious freedom and, and, and get on his side and then you realize that he's he's not quite as I don't want to say pious, but you know what I'm saying? He doesn't he's not he's kind of more get digging his family into a deeper hole. Than, yes, but that's what know. I'm saying. That's probably why he didn't go into exactly what happened because right. they needed you. Just, no, I know, and you're right. They yeah. needed they needed you on his side because right. otherwise you'd have been like this guy's a this guy's a dick. Maybe she'll be better <laughs> off as a witch. <laughs> um, so as I was saying before, um, you know, you've got pride. You William kind of representing pride, um, wrath and envy. And maybe a little bit greed with Catherine. Uh, Caleb is lust. Um, gluttony and sloth would be Jonas and Mercy. Um, so that's kind of some of the the, the why gluttony. Um, well, gluttony goes with sloth. I I don't know if any, but I can't really pin gluttony on anyone because they really didn't have a heck of a lot to eat. But I also think that they would probably they're. They're the youngest, so they can kind of get away with what they need to get away with. So, yeah, I mean, pinning sloth on a five-year-old's kind of fucked up, but well, they were—they were. She was saying that they were lazy. Everybody else is working, and what are the kids doing, right? Well, they're, they're five. Just, yeah, but five—they still put them to work at five back then. <laughs> no, that is not. No, see, you've got that. You've got that wrong. You're thinking five-dollar footlong. No, I'm not. <laughs> if you got two hands, you're doing something, right? Well, maybe maybe they didn't have two hands. Maybe <laughs> maybe those were prosthetics, just really good right. props. And then back to kind of what you were saying about her, you know, her having this freedom now that now that the family's dead. I mean, Eggers it's not primarily primarily designed as a feminist film, but Eggers does kind of concede that he, it does play a role in the ending. Mm-hmm. Um and I also think it um and this is probably why it was sponsored by the Church of Satan. It kind of pokes holes in the hypocrisy of that fundamentalism and that Puritan mindset. Um, you know, kind of you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, Caleb, I mean, of all, all the kids, Caleb was a really good kid, right? But he's still, and you would think that well, overall he'd be innocent, but then he is also sinful, right? Which, I guess, by nature, they all feel that everybody's sinful, but... Um, it's just a very strange thing. So a lot of people see the end um, and Thomason's ending as more freeing than what she would have had any other way. 
Okay. Okay. But, okay. And the other way, you can also look at it, and this is the final one that I have here, Ouch. is um, it's right there in the subtitle that it is a folktale. And yes. the thought being that the family gets banished, things happen, somebody comes across the farm, finds a couple of dead bodies, missing children, and uh, they make it up, right? Because they're all kind of, I won't say superstitious, but more inclined to believe in witchcraft and things like that so it becomes this tale where you don't want people i like that you said that okay because uh the night after we watched it Mm -hmm. i said in the kitchen i said i want to say something about this movie but i want to wait until i say on the podcast because i want i want i want your reaction to be real okay so at the end of the movie uh you know it closes out and then it basically says uh this movie was you know researched you know big time by Robert Eggers not in those exact words um, <laughs> and was based on several writings from people during this era and I chuckled internally at that because oh no there's witches from the people that thought the world was flat and that we wrote the sun rotated around us and <laughs> you, you know you, you know what I mean all right. these things oh no no we'll just take you to the doctor and he'll just do a little dance and you won't be sick anymore <laughs> you know that, that well even like even when Caleb came back and he's feverish and stuff like that they're they're cutting him they're bleeding him yeah like, that, like that's medicine so did you run across the piece of trivia that I ran across that had to do with the corn the corn having some kind of mold or fungus that would cause them to go crazy? Is that yes. Yeah. Okay. And then it all fell into place. And I kept wondering, Jesus Christ, why are they talking about the corn so much? It's fucking corn. Let's move on. Okay. Oh, oh okay. All right. Oh, we, yep, we get it. Your corn sucks. Let's move <laughs> on. Oh, oh, here we are. Hey, hey look. Oh, yep. The corn is bad. I, I, now I get it. I... I I think it's funny that we can go back and look at stuff like that and mm-hmm. see, because, I mean, because let's let's be honest, peekaboo, peekaboo, and you don't see anything. I mean, if you're fucking tripping because you had corn for breakfast, you probably pretty easy for that baby to disappear, and it could have been a wolf or or whatever. Mm-hmm. I um I think it, it's kind of funny that that is the case because uh, you know so I I have a hard time basing. Or, or believing all the things like, well, you know, they wrote about it in 1543. Yeah, they did. They also showered once a week. You well, know what I mean? So I think what he was looking at was uh, obviously there are there will be transcripts from the trials. Oh yeah, which will have um, witness accounts of of what happened and what they saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe uh, was the writings of Cotton Mather because Cotton Mather was very interested in the topic, I guess, of, of that witchcraft and, and afflictions and possessions and things like that. So a lot of what Mercy and Jonas said when they were quote unquote in a possessed state, Mm -hmm. um, he pulled from, from those writings. Um, I, I just, I being brought up in New England, there's no way that you cannot, oh, you know, there's, there's escape, not you know, uh, hearing about the witch trials and, and the things that happened. And that's a lot of the things they would say little kids would just accuse people 
and then pretend to be possessed like she's witching me she's witching me kind of a thing and so it that makes sense yeah uh um there was a, one of the things that i did find in in the trials in the witch trials the people that were witnesses against the the witch were allowed to say well i think i saw this spectral spirit right and everybody was like oh yep yep she's a witch that was that was allowed, uh, you know, like an objection. No, uh, it's a conjecture. Oh no no no, she fucking saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait a minute here. I uh, so well, normal, yeah, because it could be like your neighbor be, would be upset that you know your cabin was bigger than hers, or you had something that you wanted, and Absolutely. that's what they would. I mean, a lot of there was a there's a shit still happens today. <laughs> yeah, there there's like a story of some witch witch tr- woman who got accused of being a witch who was really more of a medicine woman. I mean, that was a lot of the, the things about the witch trials was really taking the power of being a healer away from women, right? Because yeah. that puts them in a leadership position in the community, um, a source of wisdom and a source of power. And, you know, colonialism is all about the man being in power and, that's basically, you know, they were just trying to remove that position of privilege away yep. from them. Um, so one of the, one of the, I think it was Roanoke, maybe it was Virginia, I can't remember. There was a one witch who was a healer um, and she had a neighbor who was just petty about something and of course she starts getting, uh, the other thing was is her husband died so now she's got, land which a woman owning land is also a you know horrible thing so they they would just do what they could to take take back property and standing in a community and lord knows what else so yeah sometimes it's easy to understand why people don't like religion yeah no i understand that i mean it's you know, you've got you've you've got that scene, and it's a, it's a very good. I mean, the way we'll get into this, I think next about his, his production and and how he got into um, when he was researching it and kind of putting this whole story together with the language and all of that. But the scene with William and Caleb in the woods, and Caleb's scared um, because if Samuel died, did Samuel go to hell? And the the question behind that is, what if I die? Because he hadn't been baptized, right? Yeah. Um, See, I didn't. I didn't catch that in the movie. I didn't. There was just. Mm-hmm. I mean, because one of the things that I didn't like is they should have given me. He should have let me know how long they've been living there. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they've been living there for a while because they got a barn, they got a house. Jesus, I mean, they had a house as nice as anything you could have in town. I mean, it it was it was nice for for sixteen thirty. They had animals, they had, you know, they had this farm, they, they had all this stuff. That shit doesn't just build itself overnight. So how, how long had that happened? Were Mercy and Jonas born while they were out there? Mercy and... Mercy and Jonas were still there. She was pregnant with Sam when they found the land. So they expected me, they expect me to believe that all that got done in... Hey, did you see how that guy can chop wood? Eight months. Yeah, but it was all just stacked <laughs> up against the house. He said straight up, they said straight up in the movie, I've never had any skills except being able to chop wood. He said that. And right. yet, holy shit, yeah. look at that house he built. Well, I th- also think, because they had their, 
their horse and they had a, a, a bunch of other things in, in their wagon. So my guess is, you know, he traded and he worked with people like, you know, the, the, the native tribes and, you know, were tr doing trading and stuff like that. So maybe there was a little bit more helping hands by trading what they had. They gave him some gift certificates to Home Depot, went yeah. down and got what he needed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know what I'm saying. No, I know like, what you're saying. Um, you know, because he had to get the seeds from somewhere to try to plant the corn. So I think he was just trying to make the best, you know, it's a barter trade system. Um, well, you know, the, 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 to be fair, uh, the goat house was pretty ramshackle. I mean, you've got gaps between the slats, you know, that you put your fist through. Um, the barn wasn't fully built. Um, you could still see it being a structure. The house was, I mean, even Catherine calls it a hovel, right? They still have their bed, which I'm assuming they brought over from England. So they're sleeping in a, in a bed in the room, but the kids are up in a attic sleeping on the floor. Um, so it's, you know, they don't, they don't have much. And so my guess is whatever they did have, they were probably trading. Uh, understandable. I, I get that, but you're right. Even my, my point is is that even in that situation where you had the horse, if you have to go out into the woods and you chop down a tree, it takes you a couple hours to chop down the tree, even though you're a good wood chopper, and you gotta shave it and shear it and you gotta bring it back, then you gotta cut it. I mean, it's that's that's all day for one tree. That I mean that 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 farm is a lot of work that he'd put into it. And I know that I'm I'm not I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that I feel like I feel like they kind of dropped the ball there about how long they had they had been living out in the woods because in the movie they act like it's 20 minutes mm -hmm. like hey we've been banished oh shit there's a witch in the woods i i feel like that that's that it might have had some more effect right. if you'd have built this up over 3 or 4 years you see what i'm getting at with the little kids and and odd stuff happening and we're you, i just I'm, it's not. I'm not a complaint or, or a bitching about it. I just, I, I think that, that it could have, it would have made significantly more tension about how well we're not living in the plantation anymore. Now we're out in the woods. It's okay because we can build a house, and then things just steadily just keep going wrong and wrong and wrong and make make you understand and feel more for Thomason and Caleb. Right. Because Caleb. At his age, as soon because they make it seem like it was that soon, right? He would have already been baptized, because he'd have been baptized as a little guy. Well, they, she also talks about them being in England, and and she has memories, and Caleb has some, but not a lot. So Thomason I guess, remembers the glass, right? Thomason yes. remembers the glass. So I, I don't know because you assume that they were Calvinist. Um, if they, uh, would... I, I see. I probably I lean more towards Hobbes than Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if if a baby being baptized was, a ba you know, because then Thomason and Caleb would have been baptized um, if that was it, because they were they had come from England. But who knows? Uh, I'm going to venture guess that they at least been there for about six months, right? Because when they when they bow down to thank God for you know sending them to this piece of land, there's. Just a lot of bugs, man. So many bugs in the frame. And then he talks. There's a point where Catherine is chastising Thomason for something, and Thomason runs out and cries. And William goes up to console her. And 
as he's talking to her, he said that this tree's going to be pretty come springtime. Do you remember how pretty it was when we first came here? Yeah. And all that. So, and then the baby was probably, what, three months old, four months old? Yeah, I mean. So I'm guessing they, they probably had been there for six months, if you're looking for that. But then I'm just going to throw in your face. Folktale. So, you know, if you really believe in a big well, blue Well, folktale, where are or... the fucking unicorns? Dragons, <laughs> wizards. This is bullshit. Didn't say a fantasy. Said a folktale. Well, most folktales are fantasy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You ever mm. listen to Grateful Dead? Mm. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, think on that one. Yeah. That's a that's a thinker that's... right there. I, I, I'm not. It's not. It's not a point of contention or anything. I don't want you to think it's like I'm just like oh they fucked the movie. It's just to me, mm-hmm. uh, Hereditary was over two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Hereditary was a slow burn. Yes. All right. I, I feel Hereditary could have been a little shorter, but an hour and thirty five minutes. That's not a lot for a slow burn, and this movie was supposed to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It's almost like. It's almost like they dove into the witch too quick. There was no eeriness. It's like, I got the baby. The baby's gone. The baby's sacrificed. Well, we know there's a witch. There could have. I think that takes, because the one thing that everybody hates about Shyamalan is you've got your twist. He's got a twist at the end of his thing. So if. I mean, at the end of his movies. That's right. I forgot. I said it wrong. Um, <laughs> You're great. welcome. Oh, wow. But everybody doesn't like the fact that, okay, if this had been a Shyamalan movie, you probably wouldn't have seen The Witch. You probably would have had, you know, maybe impressions that there was a witch. And then at the end, oh, there's no witch. Oh, there was a witch. You know, this sets right out in front of you. Which is in the picture, and and I'm I, and I understand, but to be fair to Shyamalan, mm-hmm. nobody hates that he has twists at the end of his movies. They don't like that they're not good twists. Right. Nobody complains about the ending of of uh, the Sixth Sense. Nobody goes, that was stupid. Nobody. They complain about, about the, the village. village. <laughs> yes. Right. There, there's the other ones. So so it's not about. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have let me know there was a witch. I'm saying that there was no sense of foreboding. It was, where's the baby? There's a witch. You know what I mean? So you already know now, in, in my mind, that put it right in my mind that most of these people are going to die. That That's what's going to happen at this point. Just because, I mean, I mean, Jesus, they started out killing a baby. You know what I mean? Right. So nothing sacred at and this then, point and then the dog and <laughs> yeah and, and 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 understandable because you know there was so many things that were blamed on witchcraft and so many things that were blamed on the supernatural that were literally just he was 22 and had a heart attack i mean shit happens you know what i mean right why why did he die so young oh he was there was a witch well okay made nothing to do with that tree that fell on him you know shit like they died of covid19 most likely but yeah, there you go. There's another topical. Think think about it. COVID nineteen and the Grateful Dead, put them together. That's right. We're headed for something. So it's just that. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not complaining about it. It just it, it. I knew right at the beginning. I feel like there was no sense of foreboding that was dropped on top of you. It was like, 
okay, you know the witch is there. How is the what is the witch going to do to the family? You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Kind of, the yeah, whole thing. yeah, yeah. And but I I think it it does kind of set up the whole folktale cautionary tale setting to it as well. And it's I don't know. I just I I didn't have an issue with the fact that they revealed the witch right away. It, I think it just you're like ah oh, shit. Anytime they go in the woods, ah oh, shit, what's going to happen? Especially when the animals. The hair. And well, the, you, you, know. you knew the second the dog ran off, it was going to die. You, you knew yeah. the second you knew the second that she got thrown off the horse, the horse was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was you know you've called them before a trope. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, horses got spooked, especially a horse that grew up uh, on what we what we're calling the plantation in an right. area where it was a lot of people and there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of animals that it wasn't used to being around, like wolves or snakes mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but it got scared by a rabbit. Or did it get scared by the fact? Did he shoot at it? Or the, no, the father tried to shoot at the rabbit, and the gun oh, he misfired. Was, he, he was awful. He was really bad. Well, that's just how guns were yeah. back then. That just how that they they some they, they misfired a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's where the phrase "Don't get your powder wet" comes from. The phrase "What?" Don't get your powder wet. Okay. Because if you're powder, if you because those were black powder rifles, so you had to load it and then you had to pour the powder in there and then you had to have. You had to have that light. Remember, he, Thomas and or uh, Caleb tried to give him the thing to light it, and he's like, it went out as he grabs the other end. Right. You had to wait for the fuse to literally light the powder, which then exploded in the gun, which shot the, 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 the shrapnel, for lack of a better word, out. But if your powder was wet, it would not fire, or it would fire wrong, or it would fire badly. And there was just as much of an explosion that came out of where you loaded the powder in and where the fire went in as it did to come out of the guns. They were horribly inaccurate. They were horribly dangerous because they were just they were not safe. Mm-hmm. So that, again, we're going to blame that on the rabbit. But well, when in, in, real, yeah. in, in real life, it probably was just a misfire. Yeah, it was. And, but I think, too, I think the rabbit... That's is what this, they were going after was well, that the, the rabbit, rabbit made it misfire. The or well that the rabbit made it misfire, but the rabbit was, you know, made was a familiar, right? You had the rabbit, the rate was a crow or a raven, I can't remember if it was raven. A, it was a raven. So you had a rabbit, a raven, and the goat, mm-hmm. right? So those are all your familiars in yes. this. So Yeah. Um Understandable. So that's kind of what I was I was like, you know, what, what horse would get scared by a rabbit, but I guess if the dog went off and you know, it would probably. It, it, I mean, horses are pretty intelligent animals. They, 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 they know. I think that they, in the movie they wanted you to think that the rabbit caused the the rifle to misfire. I'm sure that that's mm-hmm. what he was going for, and I'm okay because with that. Because they were just sitting there staring him down. Yeah, but he see he rabbits are fast enough. He could have bobbed and weaved. <laughs> None of the bullets would have hit him. <laughs> it's not like he had an M16. It's like Wonder Woman. Yeah, ching ching chang chong ching chong ching chang. <laughs> You can say that because there was no racism in the 1600s. Oh, <laughs> I think there was. <laughs> yeah, but only against the Irish. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the production of this film because technically it's a great film. I mean, you've got, he, he obviously had done all his research, but as far as to give the film the authentic look that he wanted, um, he shot only with the natural light and then candlelight, mm-hmm. which, you know, we've had this conversation before, I think, with um, Network about having to be very creative about using light when you're restricted to that. So, and I thought that was really kind of 
cool because you know what in the one scene where you have Caleb um going into a fit um being witched or or whatever and Jonas and Mercy are up in the attic with the mother and and Thomason and they try to go running toward Caleb and of course Thomason holds them back their eyes are really creepy in that picture that that scene because the limited amount of light and their eyes just look black it's 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 i think that he gets some really interesting atmosphere with the limited amount of light that he the was movie, using right the movie's well made yeah it's well made it's well shot mm-hmm. it's written well he um he also uh changed the aspect ratio on the camera on the way he filmed, he so, used he used an aspect ratio that's not used very much anymore. Yes. Yeah, so he could get the the t- the tallness of the trees. So mm-hmm. when you were in the woods, yeah, one point uh, <laughs> yeah. I can I can look it up if you want, but it's it's just an aspect ratio that's not used that much anymore. There's also when they were doing what I didn't finish what I was trying to say. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but basically, when you're when you had characters that were in the woods, and he could take in that the the full length or or height of of this forest and the trees surrounding them it could make them look much smaller and much more vulnerable um which is a, a good choice so that's what i was saying sorry go ahead no that's all right there was certain scenes that he filmed at 27 frames per minute instead of the typical 24 uh, and i can't remember what they were but it usually had stuff to do with um the witch and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it was really the creepy, way she creepy m- looking. movement yeah. Yeah. yeah that the one scene where she she comes out as the pretty woman and is all it's very slow yeah paced um yeah well the I, I i'm not sure what that has to do with um with the way it's filmed i know that the, when they did the hobbit mm-hmm. the first hobbit they filmed it in that new film where it was like so many more frames per second i guess it's supposed to be crisper or clearer or the movement is supposed to be more fluid, mm-hmm. I guess, because obviously the more pictures that you show per second, the more, you know, like if you're waving your hand from the left to the right, instead of seeing it move 24 times, you're seeing it move 27 times. So, you know, it's it's like a, it's like a cleaner aspect ratio, but it's also creepy to watch. Like if you saw The Hobbit in that aspect, in that with that frame, it was really, you're like, what? what? This, it's, it's, it's like, um, uh, like a sense of vertigo almost like like I'm not supposed to be seeing this like my brain is not quite working properly and I thought that that was a really interesting technique to have used with the with the witch right. I didn't I didn't I didn't catch it until I saw it I read it and then thinking back I'm like okay that was I, I remember it being creepier and different but yeah well when you look at it from a character point of view because you have to think that they're probably not eating much because they're probably trying to reserve what they have they were for starving. food and so being in the woods, being disoriented, probably going a little crazy from hunger, um, being a hormonal teenage kid, um, that those things would all factor in to making anything look right strange. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. Um, the lighting, uh, the sound too is when whenever you're in the woods. I mean, this you could hear the slightest twig snap. And it's just that much more foreboding, to because you you you're there alone. That's that's right. what you're feeling is they're completely alone. There's nobody there to help them, uh, which is unsettling. Um, and then the soundtrack, 
The soundtrack was pretty. The soundtrack was stolen. Was stolen. Yeah. This is the same um, music used in 2001. The, the the harmonies and the chorus. Really? Yeah, when they were singing the stuff. They used it several times, and they used it when the apes saw the obelisk for the first time. They used it when he was flying into the black hole at the end. Uh, it wasn't stolen. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was re reused, repurposed. Mark Corvin wrote the film score, so well, this, yeah, the score was right. a little different than the music that they used for the sound effects, like for the chanting and and the, and the, the ominous, like um, the witchy stuff. Now, I'm I'm a little disappointed. Because I did expect to hear Witchy Woman in this movie. <laughs> and I, I don't know if Don Henley just wanted too much money or what, but I mean, I'm, I went into it thinking. At least It'll I'm be in get... the second one, Witch to the Dark World. Yeah. Um. Witch to the Dark World. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he, he, well, the funny thing is, is during any of the interviews that Eggers was doing around the time that the film was released, Uh, A lot of people drew, and and which is interesting that you say that because of 2001, a lot of people drew a lot of parallels between the music used here and The Shining. And they also kind of felt it had a very, the film had a very much a Shining feel to it. And it makes sense that you, you know, maybe there's another Kubrick film that where they're kind of using some of the, some of the sound or picking up some of the sound from. Um, He's a huge fan of The Shining. And whenever he He got. He should be. And whenever he got asked about the film and any of those, uh, sim- not similarities, but the, the same similar tone, um, he'd get it. He'd be like, oh, this is so embarrassing. He's like, you know, because you can kind of sense that footprint of The Shining on this more than I really wanted you to. Um, and it's just because of the influence. Um, they said that the composer who was uh, Mark Corvin he created music with atypical instruments. Um, I don't know what a nickel harpa is. It sounds... Sounds racist. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds dangerous. And a waterphone. I don't know what a waterphone is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should look it up at break. Yeah, we should look that up at break. But I, the, I kind of felt the same way um, the first time I heard it with the just the, the choral elements to it. Um, the fact that the the music that was used was again things that you weren't weren't very familiar with, um, and and Shining is the same way. I mean, the person who did the 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 score for the Shining um, would use a a lot of odd mixes of of different things together with the choral music and to get that effect. I mean, that's Shining bar none best atmospheric soundtrack in my mind yeah uh, good enough yeah the comparisons they drew were between the witch when she drew Ke- when she sucked Caleb in being I- attractive and mm-hmm. then realizing she's an old old woman oh, which yeah, is she's glamouring room, yeah room, room 237 with Danny oh uh, yeah, yeah oh okay yeah that's, that's yeah. one of the ones that they that I saw that they could um, that they you know pulled in a lot and, you know Stephen King said this movie scared the crap out of him the witch yeah I'd just like to say pussy oh this movie didn't even scare me. I'm kidding. I, I didn't find I didn't find this movie scary or spooky at all. Um, like I said, it to me it was kind of more of a drama. Um, there were creepy things, mm-hmm. but not 
not like when I was a kid and watched The Shining the first time. Shining scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. I mean, like, slept with the lights on, scared the shit out of me the first time. And I was 16. True story. <laughs> we'll go into that one other, some other day. But I, 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 um, it didn't, it was very eerie. It was more eerie. It was more like I'm having to go to the basement. You know what I mean? <laughs> that type of thing. And I got to go all the way over by the furnace. I was like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. Right? The, the, the furnace. That, that, that type of thing. Um, because I don't know if it was because it just didn't set it up enough. I don't know if it was because I was, I kind of had a mindset of what I was expecting going into it. And it kind of played out with it. Not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I was, you know, omniscient and I knew exactly what was going to happen. I kind of, after you saw what happened, you knew they were going to be in the woods. They were going to be able, to, you know, they, they, they pick them off one by one type situation. I kind of things like that. You know, they're going into the woods. Caleb, I, you knew that when Caleb and Thomason went into the woods, something was going to happen to Caleb. You knew it. You, you know what I mean? It was just so it wasn't like a, it was like, oh my god, that just really the baby that. That, like I said, that opening scene, I almost looked at you and said, we can turn this off because I'm not watching this. I did. Because I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're killing a baby. That's like face-off. They kill a kid in like the first five minutes of face-off. You're like, who wrote this shit? Um, but so so it didn't it didn't scare me. It was it was creepy. It was creepy, but not creepy to the point that um, like you're watching a, a movie and, you know, something happens on the screen. Like, whoa, why did that candle fall? Or, you know, the thing that it was just kind of like, it's it's we're we're going towards the in the end game the progression here and you kind of see and it starts unfolding right. that that well it had the same I mean we talked about hereditary and the whole thing that made hereditary so tense was less the culty action and and the demon than the family breaking apart um, that I think was ramped up to eleven where this is maybe a slower ramping right uh, so it's. I don't consider this film scary. There were parts of it at, in my first watch that I was like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, like the the way that they use the sound to punctuate um, and and keeps building and building and building when you when the witch is flying, right? Because you're like, you know, it just builds the tension and there's no release at the very end. At the beginning, after after she, oh okay, yeah, you know, yeah. does her little ritual and gets on the, the broom and it's just that the you're basically you've got this choral music and these voices and they just keep getting higher and higher and higher up the scale and it's there's no tension almost to the point where you're ready to break yeah is when it stops and then it gets deadly silent um that was a little freaky to me um the hair was kind of freaking me out just because the way it looked you mean the witch's hair no the the rabbit oh the brown hair yeah, I say rabbit. I don't know what hair means. Only only time I know what tortoise and the hair means is when I'm thinking about Bugs Bunny. <laughs> um and I I mean there were there were a few things too. I mean the 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 scene obviously that you're kind of going in between the witch getting ready to kind of being revealed when they're in the goat house that's playing parallel to Catherine's, I think was also a pretty tense scene. Other than that, it wasn't, but I, what, to me, a mark of a good movie, I don't know, some people don't want to peg this as horror and that's fine. 
don't peg it as hard. That's it, you know, more of a th- psychological thriller. Or I think it fits the horror genre, a, you know, with a supernatural sure. twist or or whatever. But I think that the mark of something that I like and will get on my list as a top horror thing is something that you that's going to sit with you afterwards. Like you don't. Even today, The Shining, I I can probably still think about it for two or three days after a, a viewing. Oh, yeah. um, Hereditary I can, I, I was the same thing. I can think about it without thing. watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Hereditary was the same thing, and I, I felt the same way about The Witch. The thing I think I like about The Witch is I think The Witch is done so well because of just the little details that Eggers put into it as far as, you know, he as he was trying to get funding for this, you know, he was just really doing all the work up front to try to um, put this whole whole thing together. He used to be a former production designer, um, so he knew details really made the difference. Um, so he was reading everything that he could possibly read as far as transcripts from the time, old publications. He read the Geneva Bible from cover to cover. And as he was reading these things, he would write down things and say, okay, well, maybe a father would say this and maybe a child would say this or maybe. um, And I think the fact, too, that it's not a familiar language to you draws you in as well. But I think it's just all these things are are put together so meticulously that I think it has more staying power than maybe something like hereditary. Because I think after a few, like hereditary, I think is going to become like, the exorcist is today right a lot of people still like the exorcist and it's always up there on the top scary movies and stuff like that but there are parts of the exorcist you can watch and you're like that's cheesy right yeah but it wasn't cheesy in 1973 but i think that with hereditary, Uh, i think with hereditary if you if you watch the witch and you watch hereditary 10 15 years from now i think the witch is going to stand up a lot stronger yeah okay i i I, I'm not. I can't argue that. I don't, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, I think that the only difference between this and Hereditary was that the witch or the Hereditary is the the deaths were far more violent mm-hmm. and bloody. The, the, I mean, even when she killed her mom, there wasn't a lot of blood. No, you know, even and when when William got killed, he, there wasn't a lot of blood. Um, uh, I you know, I mean, in Hereditary, you had heads getting chopped off and you know all kind of crazy shit. I, I mean, th- this the same vein, the slow burn. That's why I was saying I'm surprised that Hereditary is so long and the witch is not longer. You, you know what I mean? Right. Hour and forty five, fifty hour and fifty. I mean, think think about using another fifteen or twenty minutes to set up scenes in the woods or to go into a little bit more depth about the family dynamic. Um, because you have in this movie, you have no idea what the mom was like. Before mm-hmm. the the child went missing, you had no idea. Was she a good mom? Was yeah. she was she hard? You know, was she caring? Was she loving? She was just a fucking psycho, basically. After a baby went missing, which is understandable. Well, I mean, that's well, she was she was going through grief. I think you would have to think, and 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 I don't want to get into my I have questions thing because I think there's some family dynamic written in there. Um, that you'll see in most modern families, right? One, one's the golden child, the other ones, you know, are kind of get away with murder. And then there's always one where the parents are harder on that child and, and all that. So I think those types of things were written in. 
you get the idea from the conversation that Thomason has with Caleb when they're in the woods about, you know, remembering glass in the house that they had in England um, and the father joking and, and all that. And the conversation that Catherine has with William, where she sort of admits she's losing her faith. Right. Yep. When she says she has, you know, at one point she had the dream about being with Jesus and being so, you know, and you can see, um, you know, great performance um, reading that, that she could recall that and there was some joy. Right. So you have to think that this family had a different dynamic back in England. And now you're coming to this new land that needs to be conquered and, you know, you're kicked out of a community. It's going to take its toll. And yeah, plus being hungry. And yeah, being hungry, um, being scared all the time, probably because you're in this wilderness. Um, it's not what you're used to. And you can kind of see um, from what Catherine holds firm. Um, I don't know. One thing I did look up is like how common glass was in England in the 17th century. And it was starting to become a little bit more common for people to have it so i didn't know maybe they came from some money right which would explain probably why he's not so good at you know i don't think there were very many poor people that came here from england yeah you know. i would have to double check that but i mean you had to have money to buy passage on the boat mm-hmm. and it wasn't cheap right and she, they still had things like you said the you said something about the bed right so the mm-hmm. bed you're assuming that that's something that they brought from england Their headboards nicer than ours <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that, but um, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those are the things that you you would have to think that there were probably at some point maybe Catherine was softer, or um, it's it's very strange. But also, you're thinking Puritans, so they do have to maybe be a little harder. She she was almost much more the man of the family than. William was, Catherine, right? Because she was harder on the kids and she was, you know, calling the shots somewhat. And I think that you see, as the movie progresses, you see William be less and less of the man that needs to be, he needed to be to take care of his family. Yeah. Yeah, understood. Hence the mm, chopping of all the wood. Yeah, Feeling like a loser, going to go chop some wood. I don't know why you chop wood in the rain. Uh, that was he was pissed off he needed to do something <laughs> he was feeling frustrated all right there, go, were no, go. there were no doors to punch go read a book play some halo i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's what you do when you feel frustrated <laughs> well i don't chop wood when i'm frustrated <laughs> i know that <laughs> well it's funny too because his failings and his pride and, and all that does mean that's where he kind of put all that frustration into and of course you've got the p- ridiculously high pile of wood yeah they, were, that- they weren't going to freeze it at that winter that's for damn sure <laughs> maybe they eat the wood maybe that's what they trade is wood um <laughs> i mean that people needed it yeah you can sell a couple cords and he'd be fine um but that's i mean don't get me wrong black philip did a number on him not only in in the movie, but in real life. Um, but it's the wood. It's it's that failing to see reality for what it is and, and stuffing it all behind, you know, because that's what he did to escape and, and get out of his head where he was feeling that way. And it, that's what 
killed, crushed him, killed him. Yep. Cut. Yeah. Crunch. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> what do you think of? I mean, acting. I mean, there's so much you could say because this cast was amazing. Okay. You think that? I mean, yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is really good. Um, the boy who plays Caleb. Uh, is really good and it was actually funny i heard uh, uh robert eggers talk about the death scene right which everybody was very very nervous that whole scene where he's twisting and contorting his body like he's possessed and and all that um they were production the production meetings that had to go into that because they wanted to get it right um but the scene um is before he dies um, he is quoting uh, snippets of prayer from John, John Withrop, who is a Puritan founder of New England. Um, and this poem is almost like a love poem, right, that he's saying as far as asking Jesus to kiss, kiss me with the kisses of thy mouth. It's almost a very sensual song of songs kind of. It's odd. Yeah. Um, and the passion that the child had to put into the reading so basically what Eggers did was sat him down and said, think of something that you love a lot, like basketball or so, you know what I mean? Like he didn't want him to get into the being a child, you know, younger child to, to, to think about the lustful stuff, but let's just think of something that gives you this great joy and elation. And, and he kind of worked with that. I think the, there's a lot of things that, especially in the performance of Caleb that I see where Eggers makes these choices that are just amazing. Like you see um, when he's out in the woods, right. And they've got, like we talked about all this, the technical elements he used in, in terms of the sound and the aspect ratio to make Caleb just seem like the small, really fragile thing. And then he's got his dad's gun, which is like probably half a person taller than him. <laughs> He just looks. Yeah, but they knew how to shoot. Those kids knew how to shoot. Yeah, it's not that they knew how to shoot, but just it makes him look small, much more smaller than he he really is. So mm -hmm. you've got this boy trying to be a man, and I just think that's what I'm talking about. Is just the choices he made, and the way he puts his actors in in frame and things like that. Just it it, it was. It's just amazing. That's why I, I really appreciate about this film. Okay. Is that what you appreciate about this film? <laughs> yeah, it <Okay>. is. <laughs> All right. So did anything else strike you as far as the, the acting? And I, the, the, scene, the scene where Caleb dies is really good. Yeah. It's really good. And that was kind of the point where I'm like, okay, now we're going to find out. Now we're going to find out what's going down. We're going to find out who is, is what it is. And that was the first time that I realized that Mercy and Jonas actually kind of were bad um, because they weren't able to recite the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> um, and that was one of the things that they thought back then, that if you were a witch, you couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer. And Thomason's like, wait a minute, what about them? They're the ones that talk. She, I mean, she basically, yeah. she basically said, they talk to the fucking goat. I mean, <laughs> I, why, why are you coming at me, Dad? I mean, you're talking to the goat. You have boobs. That some bitch is black, and he's a goat. Hello, um, you know. And then as soon as she calls them out, they just shut down. 
like physically their bodies yeah. are like you're like are they puppets what i mean what what just and that and i'm like okay this is right this may not go the direction that i think it's going to go but at then, this point yeah but then you think okay are the kids really afflicted and all that and then you've got the scene where william is confused and he's angry and he comes back into the the house and the kids are just kind of laying motionless on the bed like they're still afflicted and he picks up jonas by the you know his his shirt and basically says i'm going to bash your head in with something right just threatens him and the kid suddenly comes to you and ah, you know yeah. so it's like little shits were lying <laughs> well were they lying or was that the witch knowing that they needed to wake up or she was going to lose her, control of the kids her bonfire fuel yeah um that's 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 a good question don't know is that is that what happened? Did they actually burn those kids as bonfire fuel? Uh, that's what a lot of people think. Yeah, that's why they're all flying. Wow. Okay, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it doesn't end well. I think for Jonas and Mercy. Well, I, I, it doesn't end well for any of them except yeah. for Thomason. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason that you don't see Jonas and Mercy anymore after the. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. Is, um, you know, you've you've got. Uh, You've got her with blood on her hands too. So how did that happen? Who? <laughs> Thomason. When she, when when William walks out the next morning, and all the all the goats are basically torn apart. Kids are missing. Thomason's on the ground, knocked out. When she gets up, she's got blood on her hands. Okay, that's right. Because he comes out. The goat kills him, mm-hmm. and then her mother attacks her, Right, and she kills her mother. Oh, she had blood on her hands because she was milking the goat. Yeah, but she wasn't milking, she didn't have blood on her hands when she milked the goat. The, but the but the goat squirted blood out. Yeah, but it wasn't on her, it was on both her hands, like she had. Well, maybe the goat had big teats. <sighs> I, that happened like way before Caleb died. I know so, that. I'm just saying that's probably not where the blood came from. You think she killed the kids? I don't know. I mean, that's a question. I mean, it's like, did she kill the, a goat? Did she kill the kids? Did she was she fighting something away from her? What? How? You know, did the did the witch go? Okay, she's knocked out and passed out. I'm going to put some blood on her hands. I mean, <laughs> there's uh, a, a lot of unanswered questions in this. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, Oh, the one note that I did have about Anya Taylor-Joy, and I really think that during the split episode that we did, I was pronouncing her name wrong. It's Anya. I think I was saying, calling her Anna. Um, she had some really good songs in the late night, early 90s and stuff. You're, that was Anya. Well, I say it Anya. <laughs> I say it Anya. Okay. I say it Anya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You had a note. I did have a note. Um, Eggers, because uh, every this was kind of her breakout role. It was her first starring role, yeah. First starring role. Um, and Eggers says that it's she just he f- he uh, found you know her fascinating because she's she said this she's one of those faces that when she's looking or emoting or doing what she's you don't know what she's thinking, but man, do you want to know what she's thinking? It's very exuding of that kind of intelligence and and mystery that he thought was great for the role he thought she was too pretty for the role rumor is 
she is the first and only audition tape that he watched for that character. That's not what I've heard him say in, in interviews. Okay, well, you can just contradict me then if you want. Go ahead. <laughs> He's, no, he said that he thought she was too pretty for the role. Um, he thought that maybe uh, Thomason should be a little less attractive. Um, she did not look like a Puritan, but then he thought, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. Okay. Um, she, they had several people read for the role, and they had them do a scene... I think it's the scene where she calls um, her dad a hypocrite. So, so Ralph Inson was there. He had already been cast. And they basically said that the way that scene was read in audition was almost exactly the same as the way it was done on the, on the final take. Okay. So that was basically what, what sold him on her. Anya Taylor-Joy was the first audition tape that director Robert Eggers saw. Oh, okay. I thought you said the only. I did. Okay. But if it was first and he cast her, he probably didn't watch very many more. No, he said he he had a few people. Thousands. Thousands. Millions. He watched everybody's. <laughs> everybody everybody that's in SAG, he watched uh, their audition tape. You're a witch. No, <laughs> uh, you said it wrong. It's a bitch. It's pronounced bitch. <laughs> I'm a bitch. I'm a lover, I'm a child. I mean, no, but okay. <laughs> um, we're at an hour and 20 minutes, so let's take a break. Sounds like a good idea to me. Hey, and we're back from our little break. And I looked up the musical instruments. I did not know. Yeah, me either. You didn't know, yeah. I, I, I never would have guessed that the water harp was not invented until 1935. Well, the water phone. Oh, and if if I had to describe, well, hold on, let's see if I can, because I'm gonna probably play it again. I don't know if I don't know if the mics are gonna pick that up. But. Probably not. You can put your mic down to the speaker if you want. Just hold it close to the computer. <laughs> I can hear that. <laughs> the cat don't like it. Uh, That's probably why he was freaking me out that night. He's like, this is not Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were freaking out last night too, or the last night, the night that we were watching it, that there was, and it was like uh, a bunch of things that can kind of converged and, and, and happened at once. Cause we had that, the music, rising and playing because that was around the scene where the the witch revealed herself in the goat house and you've got the image of Catherine with the crow raven pecking Mm -hmm. at her breast and the music was getting really high and they started freaking out and then somebody in the neighborhood started lighting off fireworks at the same damn time the cats did not know what the heck was going on i was texting back and forth with him to tell him to go ahead and set the fireworks off oh oh you got that Robert Eggers planning going on. So uh, back to the water phone. So what the water phone kind of looks like to me is, um, and I'll turn it around and, and show you too. It's almost like, imagine the World Series 
trophy, mm-hmm. but it has the metal rods all the way around. And then there's a handle in the middle and they're all uh, these, the little things that are poking out of the, the base of it are all yeah. different heights. And there's, I guess, a hole where you can put the water in it so it resonates out. And it's played almost like a, a harp. Like a violin. Like a, yeah. It's got a, it's got a bow. It's got a bow. And then the person who's playing it will holds the handle in the center so they can move it around and get to the different notes. So interesting. Creepy sounding. Super creepy sounding. And then we have the nickel harpa, which to me is, looks like just a souped up violin. Yeah, with... um like keys on it yeah it's really really interesting looking it's you should, a, if you if you're listening to us at all it's you should look it up yeah um it's what do you, what do you call this the harpsichord it's the one that the, you have the strings and you have the keys no a harp a harpsichord is isn't that kind of like a, a a harp okay uh, a lute is like the small guitars i don't i don't i've never seen i've yeah, I've never seen a guitar that or a, a violin or something like that that has key keys on it like that. Before. Yeah, the, it, it it almost looks like an accordion, but instead of pushing it in and out with the keys on it, you're right. stringing the strings you're stringing and then the, hitting. Yeah, it just looks like it's a really souped up. Yeah, very. Um, um, they didn't teach me about that in music class in school. I know that. <laughs> I, I'd never. Yeah. and you know, I, I I am a music freak. I love music of all kinds, and I have never seen an instrument like that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's like this little hybrid. It's very steampunk looking. <laughs> all right I, steampunk well i that's not what comes to my mind but yeah i see where you're coming from well it's just you're taking two things and you're mushing them together smooshing smooshing to smooshing i want to we didn't talk about the like the last 10 minutes very much okay so i'm to believe and i'm not poking fun i'm just making sure that i understood the last 10 minutes uh, properly william has locked them up in the in the tent in the in the 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 the, the hut the the stable the goat stable yep and black philip is in there Mm -hmm. and there's two more goats right there's yeah two more goats two nanny goats or something like that yeah he goes inside and him and Catherine go to sleep Mm -hmm. and that night the witch shows up and milks the goat kills the goat i well i think she was drinking from it first which would explain the blood on the earlier okay um because she probably did a little damage to it uh it it looks like she was just but i think she was probably killed something got the because the the two goats the other two goats were killed in the morning but the creepiest part of about that scene is where they're both all the kids the two kids and Thomas and her are locked up and the she they ask her if she's a witch and Thomason says no and then she goes does does the goat really speak to you and the kids don't answer yeah that's to me that was the look on the little to the two younger kids faces they stood up they they were yeah. they looked pretty freaked out i mean that was kind of, that was kind of creepy i mean it didn't right. it, i didn't want to turn it off but i was like wow that's pretty good acting by those little kids it's yeah. good 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 job so you think so so do you think that the witch took the kids back then that that's the theory is the witch took the two kids left black philip there mm-hmm. and then black philip was going to kill the father in the morning mm-hmm. and then have both of the women 
one of the women, just Thomason, just I, Catherine. I think he was going to take what he could get. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think that he looked it. like Captain Morgan. Oh, <laughs> when he turned into like human Black yeah. Philip or demon yeah. Black Philip or yeah. whatever he was. Yeah. yeah, that was a little he creepy like, too to see the person walking behind her uh, coming out of the out of the frame. That was. Yeah, I mean, the, I didn't really pick it up the first time around, too, because you first see the, the goat's hoof and then a leg move and then you see a boot, right? Yeah, it was really weird. To me, it was, um, he, to me, it looked like he was wearing one of those guy fox masks, you know, the V yes. for Vendetta, yeah. right? He did. That's why I said he looked like Captain Morgan. <laughs> Have some rum, which still likes the taste of spicy rum. Oh, I can't. Uh, I'm underage. <laughs> but hey, can I be a witch? <laughs> yeah, you would think that the kids, those kids, Mercy and, and Jonas, even if they were baptized or not, they would probably be worth something. As far as, as, far as children. Well, they couldn't have been. They couldn't have been baptized if that's yeah. the reason they were flying at the end. Maybe. I mean, that's that's only that's one perspective I heard on it. That I, other than that, I haven't heard a lot about whether what they think happened to almost, Mercy and Jonas. Almost kind of makes. Almost kind of makes you want to go back and watch the very ending to to see because mm-hmm. I I saw the fire and I saw them the, them doing the stuff around it right but didn't really know what was going down or or what right. she didn't rub the stuff on her though so how did she fly at the end I, maybe it was like it came out of the bonfire I don't know I mean there's probably lots of ways to fly maybe maybe Black Philip did it maybe maybe the devil did it. Do, is Black Philip the devil? Is Black Philip a demon? Who knows? Gotcha. So earlier I said that... Demon or devil? Demon. What? <laughs> uh, is Black Philip supposed to be a demon or the devil? That's another question that I, a lot of people ask too. Is it supposed to be the devil? I mean, he, it, it's or is he a the warlock? devil's book. Uh, probably not. I would think he's either the devil or okay. Um, good point to go watch it again too, because is when he's walking, do we see two feet or do we see? Because you know the other thing was, is does the devil have? To be honest with you, I felt like he had like sataric feet. Sa- yeah, satyr. Yeah, because I felt like his knee might have been bending the opposite way. Yeah, that, that was creepy. Was. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't I wasn't sure, I, but I so maybe I think maybe they're leaning toward he was the devil. Um you know, or, or recruiter for the devil. Who he, knows? He he, de- he definitely was somebody, so yeah. Yeah. Because he offered her, you know, whatever she wanted, basically. So yeah. pretty cool. dress. Do you want to see the world? No. Do you want riches? No. Pretty dress? Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Pretty dress? <laughs> Snickers? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, because you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> Which plays right into the fact that they've been starving for months. <laughs> That's what he did. He fucked up their corn so that he could have her soul for a Snickers. <laughs> and the Snickers was born, 1603. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, man. yeah. Okay. How about, do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I think so, but I need to refer to my notes do you have some things you wanted to talk about oh you know what i was going to bring up was you know i'd said that you know the goat both uh in the film and in real life did some damage um to the actor who played william yes i guess the goat has sent sent him to the er three times wow during filming 
And one time he got gored and it detached some tendons from his ribs. <laughs> he, said, he just said the, from day one, the, the goat either just wanted to sleep or wanted to ram something. And most more likely it was aiming at him. Um, well, he was fairly imposing gentleman. I mean, he was not short. He was tall. But he lost a lot of weight for that role. As he said, he was the skinniest he's ever been, and he was the frailest he's ever been. And it just, he couldn't, he, the thing weighed more than him at that time. And it was. It well, was I, you rough. know, throughout my life, I've learned a lot of things. And one of them is that goats are dicks. <laughs> As are geese. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Goats <laughs> are dicks. <laughs> Uh, you want to you want to start a mascot of a group that nobody's going to join? Be the goats. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the other thing was um, as much because Eggers is from New England. He's from Vermont. Um, so you know, um, such began his fascination with with stories about witches and th- right. things like that. Uh, he wanted to film in New England, but he couldn't get the breaks um, and. Like for his truck or? No, he couldn't get the, the financial incentives. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they filmed in Ontario. Right. With and like full, full, I read full cooperation of the of the locals, yeah. Yeah, and they said that, you know, that when they were scouting for locations, the problem was that they had to get extremely remote because of logging that was going on. So they ended up further back than they really wanted to be. And... That's what was wrong with the goat. He was so far from civilization, he was pissed off. <laughs> what are you doing? He's to like, me? "Where's my buttermilk, bitches?" Yeah, and you know, it's funny that that they say that he was so difficult and stuff like that because what they captured of him on film. I mean, that goat's a good actor. <laughs> he had me believing he was a dick. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, the way that you know, it, nothing was CGI'd. Everything was. The way the goat moved, the, the way the goat looked at the camera, the way the goat, you know, turned around and walked into the, at the end when, when Thomason is going back into the goat shed to talk to, to Black Phillip, the goat turns around and walks ahead, uh, ahead of her. And I'm like, that's a well-trained goat for a goat that gored a guy three times. But um, back to what I was saying before, though, the fact that they were so remote, they're really, they couldn't all they could do was like they rented this hotel it was a really small hotel so it was basically like a family there so they were all in the one location all the time and so he said that the fact that they were in a situation where they couldn't just pack up and go home at night um, made it a lot better as far as them being able to inter interact on screen as a family together so that's that's another piece of trivia that I found interesting. Gotcha. Not as is, much as That the is goat. interesting. <laughs> well, I guess one of the scenes they actually captured the goat like being rough mm-hmm. with um, Ralph Innocent. Yeah. I get so confused when we talk about these these movies that you that you have me watch because I don't know the characters well enough. What was his name in the movie? William. William. That that he, they were trying to get the scene done, and the goat kept acting up, and it like literally dragged him down or something at one yeah. point. So yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason that actors don't like to act with animals. There, there's mm-hmm. a reason. You know, the only reason that friend Marcel ever left Friends was because they basically said, "Get rid of this money, monkey, or we're quitting," because they would because <laughs> the scenes would take ten times as long to to do. So I mean, fair enough. 
Yeah, it's it. It's Robert Eggerson's first feature film, and he's got them acting with children, animals, and near water. So that's triple. Yeah, <laughs> it's a triple no-no. Good enough. <laughs> Did you have anything that you found interesting when you were looking at this, or? Uh, yeah, there was uh something that I found. Apparently, the satanistic club of america or whatever oh no the church of satan completely endorsed this film they sponsored this film yeah i actually have the article up from variety that um the witch scored the satanic temple's endorsement that's it yes um and what jex blackmore Jax Blackmore, the spokesperson. Tell me that's not a fucking made-up name. <laughs> Jax Blackmore, I'm a Satanist. Yeah. Oh, I figured your name would have been Angelic Lightbringer. <laughs> well, that's kind of earlier. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, what I was saying before, you know, about some of the themes of this movie is, you know, it 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 doesn't surprise me in the, in that. Um, they they did this. Um, basically, what they did did is they endorsed the picture before it released, and then they worked with the distributor, which is A twenty four, to organize a series of screenings leading up to its premiere. And um, as as you mentioned, Jex Blackmore basically said the themes in the film mirror the things we talk about in our work. It's criticism of theocratic patriarchal society and a fair representation of the stresses it puts on a community. An impressive presentation of satanic insight that will inform contemporary discussion of religious experience. Okay. (laughs) Um, The one thing that Robert Eggers wasn't really prepared for is that there were certain... um, people who represented the community of witches that like, oh God, not this again. Um, but basically they, they weren't too thrilled with the film. Because their Wiccans are always trying to... Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. What film did you make? All right, shut up. <laughs> I don't like your film. Too bad. Well, yeah, obviously having been grown up in New England, one of the places that I do like to visit, and I'd love to be able to take you there too, is Salem. Oh, sorry, I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> got to rearrange my sock drawer no, that day. No, Salem's a fun town. Oh, um, yeah. It sounds like a fucking happening place. <laughs> it's got a really nice brewery. What'd you do this weekend? I looked at this tree where they hung 84 women from. <laughs> it was so much fun. I was drunk and on the peyote, but either way, I had a good time. <laughs> um, in the uh, the witch museum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? There is a witch museum. Hey, what are you doing today? Going to the witch museum. Really? Which one? Yeah! <laughs> oh, God. How long have you had that one in your back well, pocket? Well, since you said witch museum, <laughs> it wasn't very hard. I didn't have Third to work base. on it very long. <laughs> Plus, if I said three weeks, people wouldn't respect me as much. <laughs> No, the witch museum basically talks about the witch trials and things like that. It's a tourist town. They do what they can. Of course. No, I, I get it. Um, but they also have um, exhibits there that, that talk about the true nature of Wicca. But there's yeah. a lot of those uh, stores that have, you know, spell books and, and rocks and crystals and stuff the like that. Potion. The love potion. The love potion. But it's, it's an interesting interesting place to go I, I mean it's a it's a part of our i highly endorse it it's a part oh well fuck let's go 
uh, it's I mean it's a part of our history, not not necessarily yeah. as our country, but as 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 our mm-hmm. as this area. I mean, you know, I mean it would be neat to see because there are a lot of misnomers that are widely regarded that happened and took place with Salem witch trials and stuff like that. I mean, one of them is that all the women were burned at the stake, which is not the case. Very very few were. I think there was one. In fact, I'd have to double check my numbers, but um, it would be neat to see. Yeah, um, they also have the House of Seven Gables, so there as well. No, so. isn't Salem where Lizzie Borden happened? No, that's New Bedford. New Bedford. It's pretty close, though, right? Uh, no, no. Um, New Bedford is closer to Rhode Island, and uh, Salem is on the North Shore, so that's it, north of Boston. So. Isn't one of the things about the Salem witch trials that most of the witches were accused of living in a town that was not Salem, but since Salem was like the community hub, that's where the court was? Did I read that wrong somewhere? Did I just make that shit up while I was watching Scooby-Doo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it it's... Sounds right. I mean, as far as because this whole place, the, the the whole story of this movie, The Witch, was I think supposed to be around Plymouth Plantation. Okay. Um, but there it's was pronounced Plymouth Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I I guess you would have to figure out where the the settlements were at that point. I don't know if I can answer that question. Okay, I have to look into it. Interesting question, though. Oh, and and spoiler alert! I I, I watch a lot of Scooby Doo. <laughs> All right. So if they just pulled the mask off, they would have found out it was like old man Jenkins. Right. Right. He needed a place to put the factory. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd have gotten away with it. It hadn't been for them damn kids that died. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. The first time I watched this film, um, Mercy and Jonas bug the ever-living crap out oh, of me. Oh, I wanted to kick him right in their crotch. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know that phrase, punch a baby? <laughs> there it is. That's where it came from. That phrase originated in 2015 when this movie was out. Actually, 2016. But I, I felt a little bad for them this time around, I think. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You're talking to a goat, kid. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. Bah, bah. Okay. Uh, all right. You want to do box office? You want to do... I yeah, have questions. Let's do box office. I only have a couple. I have questions. All right. Uh, well, let's do I have questions while I get to box office. Apparently, my computer is not going to cooperate here with me very well. Okay. Dead air, I guess. Um. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. All right. Uh, it had a $4 million budget. It was filmed in 21 days. Wow. Which is impressive. Uh, it did $8.8 million opening weekend. It did a domestic gross of $25.138 million, which is pretty damn good for a $4 million budget. It did do, we don't typically do worldwide numbers. It did $40 million worldwide. So it made 10 times what they spent on it. That's pretty good. I don't remember this movie coming out. Do you? I do. I don't remember, I, I don't remember commercials or anything. I don't... I remember... I remember seeing the trailer or hearing about the trailer, um, but other than that, don't remember a lot when it came out. It came out in February. Yep, came out February nineteenth. Um, I think it didn't it premiere at Sundance. Oh, I don't know. Probably. I think he got best director at Sundance. Okay. Um. But yeah, I I don't think this came out with a heck of a lot of fanfare because I think there was really seen more as an art film. 
than like a mainstream. It probably would have done a little bit better if it had been released at, at Halloween, but I don't know that. I don't. I don't. I, I think that this is a, has to be appreciated by people who appreciate this style of movie. You know, a lot, a lot of time the Halloween releases are uh, more actiony or gory or mm-hmm. you know, this is again, this was a slow burn type movie. Uh, it was the number one hundred and one movie of two thousand sixteen. Um, it did, however, beat out Bridget Jones' Baby. So thank God, <laughs> thank God. Uh, it just lost out to Ben Hur. The remake of Ben Hur, and it was right behind Manchester by the Sea, which I believe got Best Picture nomination that year. I think that Bridget Jones's Baby would be a scarier movie, in my opinion. But I don't, I don't think there's a think in that. <laughs> I think that's a that's in the Smithsonian as a bona fide fact. Uh, the number one movie of 2016 was Finding Dory. Number two was Star Wars. Number three was Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, Secret Life of Pets, Jungle Book, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it performed well. It did. It, it performed well for what you put into it. I mean, you put for. I mean, listen. Yeah. I say it all the time. People are like, oh, it only made forty million dollars. If I can take four million dollars, if I had four million dollars, <laughs> and spend two years and get forty million out of it, I'm in good shape. I'm in I'm, real good shape. It got a lot of rewards. I mean, the Austin Film Critic Association um, gave it best first film. Um, and Anya Taylor Joy was nominated for Breakthrough Artist. Uh, Boston Society of Film Critics um, awarded Best New Filmmaker to Robert Eggers, Bram Stoker Awards, Best Achievement in Screenplay, Chicago Film Critics Association, Most Promising Filmmaker Award, Empire Awards got the Best Horror and Best Female Newcomer for Anya Taylor Joy. Fangoria Awards, it got Best Film, Best Actress, Golden Tomato, it got Best Horror Movie. Let's try to look at Independent Spirit Awards, um, Best First Screenplay, Best First Feature for Robert Eggers. Um, I'm, I'm skipping over ones that are a little bit more obscure. New York Film Critics Online, Best Debut Actor, uh, or, sorry, Director. And it got Seattle Films Critics Society gave Anya Taylor Joy in youth performance uh, Best Actress, um, St. Louis Gateway Film Critics Association Best Horror slash Science Fiction Film. Um, Sundance gave the Directing Award to Robert Eggers. It was nominated for the Jury Prize, and the Toronto Film Critics Association did Best Best First Feature. So not bad for a movie coming a director coming out of the gate. No, damn good. Yeah. Not bad at all. Well, again, the movie was very well done. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's really nothing about this movie that you can complain about. There really isn't. Um, my only complaint would be put another fifteen minutes into it. I mean, it can't couldn't have cost that much more money. You didn't have CGI special effects going on. You already had the set built. Give me, give me a little bit more to be invested in. Mm-hmm. I, I I I I see why he did what he did, but maybe it would have been better to have known what they were like before mm-hmm. shit went down. But I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't make films for a living. I just make fun of other people who do. <laughs> All right. So did you have questions? Yeah, I have one. What's that? What the fuck is the trip about that he can't tell her what he's going to do? When the, when Caleb and Thomason go out in the in the woods. 
Okay. What are you doing? I'm going to the woods. Why? I can't tell you. Okay. You got a girlfriend? Burying some gold? Well, robbing a bank? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck's going on here? I think he was trying to keep the father's secret of him having the traps and therefore because of the silver wine cup that he had to trade for them. I think maybe that's it. I also think that he was trying to be the man and didn't want her going in the woods because she was his sister. So he sold he sold the silver cup for 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 traps. He traded the 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 wife's silver cup um, for the for the traps. That's what oh, he see, said. I did not. I knew he traded the silver cup, but I didn't realize he traded it for the traps. He traded for the traps. Yeah, there's there's a point in that movie too where they're having this conversation in bed and she's upset about the cup, right? Oh yeah. And he says something to her, kind of chastising her, you know, because, you know, material possessions and such. And the fact that she gets so upset at him and she's like, you know that that's not what it's about, right? It's something that belonged to her father. And I think that 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 says a lot about those two characters, which was, you know, interesting little scenes that may not add up to much, but can continue to build that tension and breaking that family. So Also, he could have just straight up said... I sold it because I'm yeah. desperate to keep our family alive. But I and think he done. was too pride to, prideful to say that, hey, I, I'm, I'm sucking at this. I know you probably already know this, but I'm sucking at this. Yeah, yeah well, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't I mean, the cable was out, but other than that, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> that was really the only question that I had. I mean, um, to be honest with you, I had a couple more that got answered when I was doing my research, so I let it go. Okay. Um, but yeah. All right. That's it. So my, I, I we had br- a lot of these we we've brought up before, but I'm just gonna to say them again. Is I, I'm like, what did William do before going to New England? Because, like, the only thing he can do is chop wood, right? That's the only thing he can do well. Um, what, what were his special skills? I mean, <laughs> that is. What are the chances he worked in the church? It's possible. It's possible. I mean, you would. I. That's why I'm kind of like. I bet they came from some level of comfort into this area, area of the woods, and he, he, or not area of the woods, but into this new land, un, untamed territory, so to speak, which also just makes his decisions just that much more frustrating well, because you know you don't have the skills to do these things. Why are you going to put your family in peril over? True. We we don't even know what it is. Like you know. But maybe he wanted to say thee, and they said thy. Who knows? <laughs> maybe he was, for lack of, he wasn't a lumberjack, but maybe he was a woodsman. Maybe that's what he did. Maybe he chopped lumber, grabbed lumber, brought lumber in, mm. chopped it, brought it in, and that's how people. That he maybe he sold lump maybe he sold wood. Mm-hmm. I, who knows? Maybe, I mean, we really don't know how those towns worked. Mm-hmm. You know, were they servants, servitudes that were then? You know, you had the farmer that gave food to feed everybody. We we don't we don't know. You know, I mean, like we know the, how the Amish community works. They help each other out. You know, if Brother Obadiah has more wood than he needs, he gives it to everybody. Maybe that's how that worked. Maybe he chopped wood. Maybe he worked in a shop. Who knows? Right. He obviously had some skills because, uh, again, it was the 1600s, and they were in that house, and it was raining, and they weren't getting wet. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. I'm saying he obviously had some ability 
to 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 make to to do right. that stuff. Maybe he wasn't good at it. He didn't do it for a living, but there's still a better roof than than what's his name from Unforgiven. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That he basically Robert Eggers hired a guy who could build that house, and that house was built using 17th century tools. Um, mud dung was used to put it together. <laughs> so it that was completely authentic. And that's the crazy part of his almost obsessiveness over yeah, the details. Yeah, I, I don't think he needed to go that far. He, I guess for the lighthouse, he had a lighthouse built. Oh, yeah, because psh, there's none of those around. Well, he was in Nova Scotia. And there was actually a lighthouse there, and they're like, "Yeah, this isn't what we." That's we my need. point. Yeah, yeah, there's none of those around. I mean, you're in Nova Scotia. <laughs> you know that so fucking big island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So he, he, you know, he just goes into that kind of detail. So my other my other question, going back to I have questions, and this is something that you said earlier. I don't know why did the parents not pick up on the fact that these kids were singing about a goat. Like, why would they even tolerate that? You think from a Puritan point of view, if you ain't singing a hymn, you ain't singing. <laughs> <You know>? I, <laughs> I'm i like, where? I agree. I mean, I understand at the point that we see them and we hear them singing the Black Phillip song is after Samuel's dead, so the mother could be distracted by her grief and the father's just distracted and stuff like that. But why is it that poor Thomas is the only one that's like, what the hell are these kids doing? <laughs> and saying... <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't... I don't have an answer for you. I was, I was thinking that that's why they were singing the song. Because mm-hmm. I, I, it, it was... It was too sing-songy of a song right. for kids in the 1600s to be singing, you know? Like, there was that one part where they started, there was, if, okay, I hope I'm not remembering a different movie, where they said, let's sing a song, and they basically started singing a, it was in this one, they started singing like a, you know, oh, I love Jesus. Uh, wasn't there a part where they were walking along or doing something, and they, st- and I maybe I'm thinking of another movie, I can't remember. But that, that's, that you, you did, you sang hymns. And yeah. and prayers and stuff like that. You didn't sing Black Philip, Black Philip. You know, I mean, I expect them to get out there. I expect them to get out one of those big all day suckers that's yeah. different colors and <laughs> and start like skipping around and licking their lollipops. Yeah. I, it was it was super. Especially when you're saying like Black Philip, King of all. I mean, duh, what? Yeah. <laughs> did you, did, I'm sorry. Wedding. I'm sorry. Did you say Jesus, King of all, yeah. or did you say Black Philip? Because <laughs> the proper answer is Black Philip. Just ask Jex Blackmore. <laughs> I, I I really don't know. I also think that it's funny. Um, a, a little bit of a question is how Mercy and Joan, jo- Mercy and Jonas, Jonas were teasing her and busting her balls about being a witch, and yet they knew she wasn't a witch <laughs> at five years old. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, did, 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 was he manipulating them in that I, way? Or I think so. I had think, to have been, right? Yeah. I mean, we think uh, like. I think a five year old um, a, a child's mind is going to be far more receptive to you know a, a like as i said before a talking goat but these other things too and you you don't know what because the goats give like you do what you want i do what i want the goat said so um that kind of thing but it it probably 
I wouldn't, I don't want to say weak-minded, but you know, that really they're not going to, I don't think they're going to question because they're getting told what they want. And so that's, it's, I don't know. I guess the other thing is like, are they faking the possession? Are they really possessed at some points? And just very strange. Yeah, that was, I, that could be another question of talking about it. Were they, were they really possessed? in the in the house i think that they would have to be wouldn't you have to be sort of possessed to be talking to a goat i mean i mean to to that degree i don't know i mean i i and that's i mean it's it's creepy i'll give you that but i don't know i mean i mean i talk to the squirrels in the backyard but they only say nice things oh. so i'm just not <laughs> i'm not possessed give you plenty of acorn recipes whatever i you yeah. know Help me clean up afterwards, you know, shit like that. Oh, I didn't know we had a secret army of maids. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm Cinder fucking Rella over here. <laughs> I don't know. That that was the only thing. And Good enough. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I I hadn't thought about that, yeah. running around singing that song. Because, they, yeah, they're running around singing the song. Poor Thomason's got, you know... All this stuff that she's got to do, she's got to take care of her little brothers and then the baby brother, and she's doing all these things. And like even when, even they're so paranoid because when Thomason and Caleb they can't find them and they're yelling and screaming, what they have to do with the kids? They they tied them up to a fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in those situations though, that that eldest daughter mm-hmm. was regarded as the mom. Mm-hmm. So you didn't backtalk her, right? I mean, because because if you did, Pop would slap your ass too. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? That you that's not that's because like they came a, a, a talked about it in the movie. They were gonna give Thomason, they were gonna take her into town and basically sell her, yeah, to Chat, a family chattel to get basically to, to, to wet get, her off. Yep, yeah, to get the jo- to get the dowry so that they could afford to live. Um, they had to raise her to be a mother slash wife slash household runner mm-hmm. so when she told the young kids to do something they did it or if she didn't beat them daddy did right so i was surprised when i saw that that there was that level of just straight up mm-hmm. obnoxiousness from the little kids toward her because even caleb respected her and 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 didn't talk to her and give her shit and he was a, a man right you know so man of the family uh what was i going to say yeah, it's 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 a good point as far as, you know, them not paying mind to her and and all of that. And and it, I think there's certain points in the in the film and in the dialogue where it gives them that level of sympathy that they are just kids, right? Not just Mercy and, jo- and Jonah, but like the first time I saw the film and you had Thomason kind of sick of mercy's shit for lack of a better word and she starts saying no i'm the witch of the woods and i've you know danced with the devil in the moonlight and i do these things and i will whatever she said she was going to do to her i'm like that's not a smart move for no, a girl in that not, day and age but she was also trying to scare the shit out of them because they just weren't listening to her yeah but you're right it wasn't it wasn't a the smart thing right to do. but that's her just being a frustrated teenager as well right so it's it's a because it's so funny these days when you when you talk you you know hear people say oh yeah the teenagers' brains aren't fully formed yet and they can't you know think down the line in the future and stuff like that back then 
I mean, you were working. Yeah, you all, were doing every, all you were taking long. responsibility for things and you know, so did we devolve so much between yeah. then and now where we have to make excuses for kids bad behavior? I don't know. That's another question. Yes. That has nothing to do with the We wish. don't have to make excuses for kids' bad behavior. We have to make excuses <laughs> for adults' bad behavior. <laughs> um the other question I had the first time I saw this, and then I, 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 found, I found an interesting tidbit of information, was um, New England plantations were the most literate part of the Western world because there was a law. It was illegal not to teach your children how to read because Bible. Okay. Right? Um, but you have... Thomason at the end saying she didn't know how to sign her name. And he said, I'll guide your hand. So that to me was strange. But then in doing a little bit more research for this, I guess Egger said that you will find dictated wills of farmers who could read but could not write. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. What are the chances that they could read but they couldn't write? Right. Um, so that was my, my question that I okay. answered myself. So, all right. It would make sense. It would make sense that that were that they were the smartest of the because it was that was the direct pipeline from Britain. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even all the way up through the Revolutionary War, right? New England and Boston and and, and New York were where everything came in. Yeah, and eventually uh, Virginia. But. Well, and part of part of this whole thing too, with, with you know Calvin with the Protestant movement was you know the movable press, the Gutenberg press, is what made you know made it easy and accessible to 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 read mm-hmm. right to have things to read yep. and to have bibles produced before then that was the catholic church that said nope only we can read and tell you what it says um uh, that's how they do that now too do they yeah 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 they but do. that's how that's, how they that's are today. you know what i mean so they could do things like oh okay well you pay us this much money we could get your you know mother's soul out of purgatory that kind of shit right was going on Again, um, that's how they do things today. <laughs> <laughs> so notice it, how money's always involved. It, it would make sense that that yeah, reading and reading the Bible was a priority. Yeah, fair enough. Plus, I'm sure that a lot of what they they're literate that they knew they they were it was repetition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when I was I went to a, a Christian school. Uh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. A Christian Nazi prison camp <laughs> uh, from kindergarten to fifth grade, and it was just literally. I, I knew the Bible, but I didn't read the Bible at home, but I knew it because it was just every day. It was just repeated, repeated, repeated. And then back then, I think that they went to Mass every day. Mm-hmm. I think they went to church. There there are a lot of Catholic churches that do Mass every day. And of course, back then, it would make sense because they were so heavily religious and strict, and I, I can see that. I th- I feel like, though, it would be hard to be able to read and not be able to write. You might not be able to write in cursive, but you should be able to... You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. At least your name. Yeah. But, eh. Anyway. I'm going to roll with it. Okay. So, top three. <sighs> that was really hard. Was it? Yeah. I, I mean... Legitimately because it was all good. Mm. You, you mean? You know what I mean? There's nothing... In any of the scenes that stood out, that was like, oh wow, that that was really incredible because it was all just, it was very baseline to me. But mm-hmm. the baseline was not at fifty percent; the baseline was at ninety percent. I do have to give it that. 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some credit to the the scene where Caleb dies. Yeah, everybody, everybody. Yeah. Um, the creepiness of Captain Morgan stepping into the scene. I didn't expect that. I expected the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with those two. There were other things that 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 were good about the movie. The the but I'll let you do yours because I don't want to take any of yours. Yeah, I mean, I. I would agree with with two of yours as far as the Caleb's death theme. That's it's an intense piece, um, very well done. A um, lot of moving parts to it, I'm sure. Um, so it it the, that was good. Um, so I'm not going to do that one or or Captain Morgan because um, <laughs> that does creep me out. That really, I mean, that creepy. Um, the one thing I did notice this time around that I didn't really pick up the last time is when they're burying Caleb and you've got this long shot of William and Catherine by the graveside. And I don't know if I, I think it edits to something else and then you edit back and it's just William standing there. And then it takes a second to transition to the fact that he's looking down and Catherine's in the grave. Uh, I remember it as they're standing there, mm-hmm. and she bends down to like throw a little bit of dirt on him, right? But she never comes up. Okay. And then it it because they were you were looking at them mm-hmm. with the tree covering the grave, okay. and then it did a one eighty where because you were looking like at Catherine okay. and William, and then yeah. you're looking behind them, and then you see her in the grave, but, or her in the and grave. him standing there going, "I got shit to do, babe." <laughs> Seriously, can you? All right, tell you what, I'm going to leave the shovel right here there's, when you're done. There's the man who does not know how to deal with emotions, rearing his ugly head again, yes. Not you. William? William, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. You, you couldn't see the look on his face, Yeah, but, but you yeah, could see the look on his yeah, face. Yeah, like, oh God, what am I going to do now? Because, I mean, she was so overwrought. I guess I guess that has baby, something. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, because the baby and then losing yeah. her son. I guess that has something to do with some famous paintings, that there are some paintings that are done... Um, that call out, call that out. Go go ahead. I'll, I'll uh, okay. do, do your other scenes. Um, my other scenes. It's interesting because you know you you think about how amazing Anya Teller Joy is in this and Ralph Ineson, but the woman who plays Catherine, you know, the Game of Thrones lady, she really took my attention this in this watch. So even before for what she's kind of any of those scenes where she's kind of lamenting or she's grieving and, and all that you really do. I mean, even though she's kind of harsh to your protagonist, who's supposed to be Thomason, you feel for her. Um, so the, this, you know, the scenes where she's praying intensely over, you know, over prayer over and over again and not sleeping, just trying to get through her grief. Well, if you I dig, can, I can relate, you know, yeah, that to that, and that's. If you dig into strong. it, if yeah. you dig into it, like you said, where you feel like he is the reason, his mm-hmm. piousness is the reason that they're in this situation. That could be tough on a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That could be. Like she's blaming him. Like, oh, for for one hundred percent. Yeah, this would not have happened right. if you had not had. Yeah, 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 because. Because he had made the decision at the end. We're just going to go back to town. Can't take it anymore. I'm just going to do what I got to do. And we're going to go back to town. Right. And I think that that might be the reason that everything happened so fast at the end because 
Captain Morgan was like, oh shit, I got to make my play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he was, you would not, a woman would not talk like that to her husband. Uh, not in front of the kids. No. Maybe not ever because, you know, he might introduce her to his backhand back then. It was, and I'm not saying that to be funny. It was just accepted. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, that would be, I can, and then you lose your dog, then you lose your baby. Yeah. Then you lose your son. Yeah. I mean, fuck. And you're hungry. Mm-hmm. The Snickers guy gave to Thomason. <laughs> you don't have anything to, n- to nibble on. <laughs> you don't even some Reese's Pieces, man. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, well, that's the that's the thing too. I mean, it's um, God. yeah. I mean, it's it's this anger, and also it's like, what do we do? Like, you well, can't you go back to town. But you, but at that point, when he said finally go back to town, she's like. Hello, we don't have a horse. We how are we gonna get three kids in a <laughs> You're gonna walk, I guess. Yeah. There is a clear callback to the art piece. I'm gonna butcher this. <laughs> Angelus. Angelus. A N G E L U S. All right. I don't think it's Angelus. From John Francois Millet in the burial scene. There is no confirmation or mention about this homage from the very own words of director Robert Eggers. So I don't know what that art piece is, okay. but maybe it's a picture of a woman laying in the grave with her kid or something. Maybe. How do you spell it? A-N-G-E-L-U-S. John Francois Millet. M-I-L-L-E-T. That's very French. <laughs> French. French, uh, French fries. Okay. Um, so it is a husband and wife in a field digging a grave. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that that might be somebody reaching because mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are lots of husbands and wives in movies that have dug holes in grounds for their yeah. kids, you know, but especially in all the Westerns that Hollywood used to make. <laughs> uh, I did not, I, I, I knew that the woman was in Game of Thrones after you pointed it out to me. I would have mm-hmm. caught her originally. Did you know that um, William was in Game of Thrones as well? Wh- who was he? I looked, I looked his character name up. He was in several episodes, but they never did any scenes together, and I don't remember the character name. I'd have to go back and watch one of them, but um, his name was Cam Fringen, Manfringen, Carl Manfringen. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. We'll put it in the notes because uh, okay. it'll take me too long to figure it out here. But all right, so uh, this is the Angelus. This is what it says about Angelus. Okay, so I don't think it is a grave. A man and a woman reciting the Angelus, a prayer which commemorates the Annunciation made by Mary, made to Mary by the angel Gabriel. They have stopped digging potatoes and all the tools used for this task. The potato fork, the basket, the sacks of the wheelbarrow are strewn around them. Gotcha. His character name was Dagmar Dagmer Cleftjaw. And he was in it when Joffrey was still around. So I but I can't I mean he's very low on the list. Yeah. Like I mean all the main characters and he he comes in. in the um the the what was that? team of avenger type people that the uh, guy with the eye patch led oh i don't i don't yeah. remember anyway. what you're talking about yeah um the, so the that, one yeah. the ones that uh um aria uh hung out oh with that him. was way later okay. the, 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 he right. was this was like the episode i looked up was the episode in fact um it was the episode where joffrey put sansa aside for marjorie so okay. that's like season Two season three ish in that area, but even even so, like 
to get to him, you've got to go. I mean, it's you're you're way way down the list. Okay. But anyway. All right. Um. So I have a third. I guess I have a I have a third that I have. Oh to Jesus try. Christ! Let's go. Trying to. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I, I think the scene—it's um, kind of between the scene where um, Thomason and Caleb are kind of reminiscing when they're talking in the woods, having you know that brother-sister moment. Um, It's—it seems innocuous, but I think it speaks volumes. So I like that. But also, I think when you've got Caleb all alone in the woods, and the way he's framed, and him just kind of you know when you're a little kid and you were scared um you I, I never got scared you didn't get scared only ever? when i watched the shining <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. i i know i know what well, you're talking you'd, about you'd have like something you'd say to yourself over and over again whether it was a prayer or Je- jesus loves me or applesauce or <laughs> yeah <laughs> applesauce or or something i would sing right? hey you by pink floyd yeah <laughs> hey you please don't answer me because if you do then you're in here and i am fucked <laughs> it's like that hemo phillips joke where he says oh, no, i was in the dark so i just figured i'd cheer myself up and i'm singing whenever i feel afraid i whistle a happy tune and then i heard a voice said oh thank god it was really hard to find you <laughs> nice Mm, okay uh but that scene um is you know you you feel for the poor kid i mean yeah okay he's looking at his sister's boobs but like who else does he there's no one else around for him to like look at you know as a teenager it wasn't like he was knocking her over and ripping her clothes off no no he's just curious good kid and and you feel so bad for him because of, of, of all the people who don't deserve this shit in that movie it's probably not him right <laughs> so yeah he i agree okay all right so um that was disconcerting how they kept showing him kind of lusting after his sister but it probably wasn't super uncommon probably wasn't i mean again it's you know the 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 Bible verse that that keeps coming up when you look at analysis um, of this film about that particular part is you know if you less you've committed adultery even if you've like thought about a woman or lust of a woman in your in your yeah. in your heart you know you've already committed adultery so it's just kind of pushing that sinful nature on this poor little boy who's only you know that's that's what you look at it that they just start to notice the differences between men and women right so right it's that's it just makes his fate that that much more sad yep it does all right so i think i know your answer but would you watch this again i don't know even on the halloween rotation Uh, i don't know it was good but it just it's one of those movies that, okay, I've seen it. You know what I mean? There's nothing that stands out other than just how good the movie is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's well done. 
But it's like at this point, I, I mean, well, like you watch The Shining again because you because there's so many different things that you you like and you see and you do and, right. and stuff like that. It's it's really slow. It's really slow. Well, that's a, it's a good thing that's only an hour and a half long movie. <laughs> I, I I might watch it again to appreciate and see things I missed. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that there's probably more stuff that you missed because this is the second time I watched this, and I watched I still watched it again with closed captioning on because the language is not easily familiar to your ear, um, and you really have to pay attention. Right. Um, and I don't think I was 100 percent paying attention on this one. So I I you know to me I I enjoy it. I don't know how many more watches I can get out of it, like something like The Shining. Um, but again, I think that this is probably going to hold up a little bit better in modern horror than maybe some of the other. I feel like, I think you're probably right. I feel like if I if you said like, hey, would you like to watch The Witch again? I would be like, look, I'll tell you what, you watch The Witch. I'll come in here and I'll kill the devils and the demons in Diablo 3. <laughs> and we would e- equally, we'd each be fighting. <laughs> I look, look, we're I doing mean, our part again. I, I uh, again, I've said it before. I don't like I don't like movies that end on a down note, and this movie mm-hmm. ends on a down note. But you know what? It it's not. Some uh, people would say it's a down note. Some people say it's a. I I'm yeah. I'm gonna say it's a down note because <laughs> fucking of the eight people in the movie, seven of them died. Um, but it's 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 really well done. I will. I will say I liked it better than Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't. I, there were too many things about Hereditary that I'm like, but you know, but but right. you know, this didn't. He 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 has everything. It's very streamlined. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's it's well thought out. It's well put together. Yeah. I, and and I can see why you like this movie. Uh, as far as me really wanting wanting to watch this movie over and over. We we both know I'm not a horror guy, right? And I basically watch them because you watch them. And even though even though I like The Shining, mm-hmm. I don't watch The Shining a lot. We watch it at the Halloween, and I've probably watched it with you in the last five years more than I'd watched it the rest of my life. So, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 so, I get that. Yeah, so you're, you're not as much of a. Yeah. Plus, it's hard for me to watch a movie and really enjoy it when I need to see the words to read it because because it, it's yeah. it's that that makes it tough. And I, I'm it's good he did it. Because it, it really accentuated the, the, the realness of it. But eh. if you asked me to watch it again, I'd probably watch it again. Okay. Um, I just had a thought before we move on to my question for you. Um, don't, you don't have any more questions for me. <laughs> well, no, you would ask it. Yeah. Um, no, I do have a question for you. Um, um you had asked, you know, do you think he was going for the mother and then just ended up getting the Thomason or did he want them both and stuff like that? So I'm looking to see, and of course now I can't find an answer. Um, at the end, when you look at uh, the coven on that's doing the ritual, adding Thomason makes that number seven. So I don't know if there are like particular configurations of numbers you need in a coven um, to complete a coven um, or not. So that would probably help you answer. I don't. I don't know enough about that. I think yeah. a coven. I don't think there's a size to a coven that I know of. But well, I usually hear seven, or I usually hear thirteen. 
but I don't know. I think well, seven seven is supposedly the 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 perfect number in the Bible. The said they mm-hmm. had the seven churches, and it's you know blah blah blah. So seven seems like it would be not the number that you wanted. I, I don't know. Unless you unless they were going to yeah. be like a seven man tag team battle royal match right. where you had to have seven on each side. True. I'm seeing twelve. I don't. I don't know. No. So okay. So I, I you thought just, I had... you just completely ignored my wrestling battle I, royal match I, between Jesus and witches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking episode of South Park right there. <laughs> it's still not going to be twelve. I mean Jesus versus Santa Claus, but. I mean, twelve works. Twelve, yeah, that's twelve. So I thought I had an answer, but I didn't. I'm okay, sorry. no, but it's sorry. it's it's something that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, so, so cool. All right, okay. So my question for you is, uh, what have you picked for me to watch next? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pull a, a an audible because <laughs> I, it's not on my list, and I've I, never I don't have a subscription. To I've never. That's all right. An audible means blue sixty two, red dragon, red dragon on four on four. We're watching red dragon. No, we're not watching red dragon. Um. <laughs> We'll run Pink Doggy. We'll run Pink Doggy. Pink Doggy. Um, I've never seen it, but I have not heard anybody say anything but good. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about this movie, and I just saw it was on Hulu the other day. So we're going to watch The Peanut Butter Falcon. All right. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, I want to see it, and I feel like it's, I mean, we'll just, if it sucks, we'll just ride that ship down together. All right. I'm with you. I am with you. That's it. So um, this has been a long episode, so we apologize for the length, but I think we've had a good conversation it's Something here. she never said. <laughs> Anywho, so this is the time of the podcast. I say that if you would like to follow us on social media, um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Honey Watch This. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. You can um, look at a complete listing of all of our episodes at... Honey, you should watch this.podbean.com. And if you are, um, if you want to subscribe, you can subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to us on, I want to say iTunes, and that's not it. It's Apple Podcasts now. It's, yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Apple yeah, give us a. Uh, Give us a rate and review if you'd like. And um, any if you're interested in us doing anything specific, um, I think we had talked about potentially um, throughout like the last half of September and through October and maybe the first week in November doing specifically just Halloween-related type oh, movies. Not anymore. You ruined that with this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. We're right. doing. We're going to watch real scary shit now. We're going to watch Ernest. <laughs> 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 no, I actually found one I want I want us to watch, so I gotta I gotta write it down. But anyway, uh, but if you have one you'd like us to to look at, um, please feel free to slide into our DM on any of our social channels. Um, the other thing is, is if you have a podcast and would like to join us um, and suggest the movie, um, we are open to that as well. So that's what we're doing. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Marketing Angel. Uh, marketing underscore angel um or on twitter which i'm really not on that as much as t5ff underscore angel and is there anywhere they can find you these days uh, i'm gbishop436 on twitter but i really don't do anything at all on twitter it's i, I don't like social media anymore oh you turn into a grumpy old man you can't say anything without people i mean no matter what you say you what you're supposed to have be able to have an opinion you can't say anything anywhere without people giving you shit about it and i just i don't need that i i can get enough shit at home that's why instagram's fun it's just pictures yeah i don't i don't i never i'm never anywhere cool i mean unless you want to see pictures of breakers and, and me in an attic i mean <laughs> i'll fucking take pictures all day long but 
I don't see anything cool because, you know, everything's shut down. So. All right. And I'm not eating any fun food because I'm trying to not be fat. Yeah. And I'm not drinking. And there's no sports. I take pictures of my kickboxing gloves on occasion. And there the it is. And that's about it. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, we have said enough and talked your ear off enough for this episode. So thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's okay to talk about movies you like. And it didn't It didn't drag to me. It might have dragged to them, but, you know, we don't care what they think anyway. We kind of do. Oh, shit. That's right. Hey, you guys are <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you for not being noticing that it was dragging. <laughs> have a nice week. Thank you.